This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Ready to expand your financial game? NerdWallet can coach you on smart strategies like choosing investments, finding your next credit card, and setting a budget that works for you. Score major points towards your summer vacation by learning expert tips for choosing a high-yield savings account and how to build wealth by investing in index funds. Slide into summer with smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. Future you will thank you. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. Yo! Yo! Alright, so here we go. So, Greg Abbott decided to defend his own state. He's the governor there, in case you don't know. And he started putting up razor wire along Eagle Pass. Oh, Gregory, when are you going to learn? So, uh, razor wire to keep the uh, illegals out. The Biden administration comes along and elevates it to the Supreme Court, asking them to intervene because, uh, you know, the administration believes, and unfortunately, rightfully so, uh, the federal government is the one in charge of Border Patrol, and that's their, that's their, you know, that's what they do. So the Supreme Court sided with Biden. Now, Abbott put all up this razor wire. So now the feds are coming in there, cutting the razor. This is children. We have children running our country and playing with our lives. So anyway. Yeah, this is dumb. The, the images I saw yesterday of like bulldozers and stuff, like lifting the wire. To let the immigrants in. What happened is the Supreme Court went by the letter of the law. And that was correct. However, you got to understand, they're intervening, intervening to allow Biden and the administration to break the law by allowing more of an invasion mm-hmm. through Texas. So you, you're going by the law, but it's somehow it's going by the law. It's also breaking the law. Because the Supreme Court just ruled on the law, which, you know, involves federal authority in that area and the Border Patrol. That part makes sense. But then how come the Supreme Court's not looking at Biden going, well, dude, you're supposed to look at the border and keep an eye on it? Well, no, because that wasn't the case. So now Texas will sue Biden and hopefully that will go to the Supreme Court for whatever reason. I mean, they'll, I don't know what. There is an amendment in the Constitution, not an amendment. There's a uh, portion of the Constitution, I think it was, uh, I can't remember, yesterday I told you, where um, when you don't protect the border from invasion, you are treasonous. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Can't, but can't. I don't see that happening. We're, we become, we're, we're a lawless nation. Nothing ever happens here. The Republicans are useless, you know. So anyway, the long story short is now uh, Democrats are calling for Biden to seize the National Guard in Texas. This is getting really, really ugly. Seize them. And one thing that's actually encouraging is this uh, new network, News Nation, which at first they said they had these big commercials running and they look kind of disheveled. Uh, they had all these people on there in their leather jackets like they just came out from outside doing, I don't know, gardening. <laughs> their leather and, jackets. And they were like, we're going to be the unbiased network. And then they hired Chris Cuomo right off the bat and oh, some yeah. other liberals. But all of a sudden, <laughs> lately, lately, they've actually been doing pretty good reporting 
unbiased reporting. Really? So News Nation went down to the border to get the real story about what's going on. They did a pretty good job here. Texas lawmakers are outraged over a Supreme Court ruling allowing the federal government to remove all that razor wire along the U.S.-Mexico border. Texas Republican Congressman Chip Roy and others now pushing Governor Greg Abbott's administration to disregard the ruling and install even more razor wire. So our News Nation cameras captured Texas officials doubling down and installing new razor wire and anti-climb fencing. The Texas Military Department has seized control of Shelby Park and are not allowing Border Patrol agents to conduct their normal operations. In order for agents to cut through the razor wire here in Shelby Park, they'll need to be let in by Texas officials. So far, we have not seen that or any attempts from federal agents to enter the park. Now, this is really interesting because the Supreme Court just a week ago decided that, well, this was no, actually, this was a couple of months ago, but he broke the Supreme Court ruling just a few days ago about the student loans. Remember that? The Supreme Court says you cannot pay off these student loans. You can't do it under the Emergency Act. He tried to do it under COVID and say, oh, no, this is an emergency. We got to pay off these loans. The Supreme Court said, no, you're not going to do that. So Biden went around that and decided to do it internally. If you're a government employee, he will pay off your student loan. It's another $7 billion. What's the big deal? Seven billionaires. So, so anyway, he's, uh, he's actually defying the Supreme Court, and that's what Governor Abbott's doing with the razor wire. They continue to put razor wire up. They're not letting the Border Patrol in. So let's see what happens next. It's going to get ugly. I'm going to enjoy watching this. It's a mess. It's all a mess. Oh, yeah. But News Nation did a really good job, right? Texas Congressman Randy Weber is in Mexico discussing the issue of immigration with the Mexican president. He tells me he backs Texas Governor Greg Abbott's actions to install more razor wire. That's the the president of Mexico. That guy, one day he's like, that's racist. And then the other day he's like, yeah, you should put that up. What's what's he drinking over there? Uh, I mean, maybe a little common sense, a little bit of tequila. You mix them up, it's you you mix dancers. You swallow the worm and... Well, I mean, this is what happens, like... what was that guy we played yesterday? He was like, you wouldn't know who I am, the terrorist guy mm-hmm. that got that in. came over. We're busy fighting with each other. Hey, I'm in charge of the line over here. No, I'm in charge of the line. And meanwhile, we got crooks walking in. Like, Cro- how embarrassing crooks. is that? Terrorist. Like, that's really bad. Doesn't anybody... No one's concerned? Yeah, here he is. Illegal immigrants are now issuing threats when they cross. Listen. If you are smart enough, you will know who I am. But soon you're going to know who I am. Very Yeah, soon you'll know who he is because you know what? He was convicted of being a terrorist just a couple years ago. Could you imagine? I'm sure he's totally reformed and just here for a better life. It's like 10 years ago, if somebody would have told you, hey, you're going to have a state try to sue the Supreme Court to keep terrorists out. Yeah, isn't that something? Like, think about that. Read the headline in your mind. And 28% of voters still will vote for Joe Biden. The guy is not only indebted to China, not only is he a treasonous president because he's pretty much letting the invasion happen and helping it happen, you know. When you said, I thought of you the other day when you said every time we bring up the 28% that'll still vote for Biden, according to that poll. And we always ask ourselves, who the hell would still vote for Biden? I saw a post yesterday. I'm not even kidding you gird your loins of someone that said I had a mask on in the grocery store yesterday and everybody was looking at me like I'm weird why can't people mind their business and the comments below it oh god where were they no they were on her side oh, one no. person said 
you're doing a great thing by protecting others. I still wear my mask too. Thank God for the vaccine. Me and my family are protected. And I thought to myself, you're part of the 28% that votes for Biden. But how stupid are you to say something like that? That's That's not even close to being factual. I understand, but I thought to myself, "Oh, that's they, they're still voting for Biden." That one right there. How how narrow mm-hmm. is your focus when you read or watch the news or go to? And someone else wrote, "COVID is still a thing. We need to keep our masks on. You keep wearing your mask and fight the good fight. Good for you for protecting fight other what people. Good fight the masks don't work. Secondly, the vaccine it doesn't keep you from giving it to somebody or getting it with mm. a mask on. And I'm so I know thankful. Everybody's experience is different, but I had COVID twice. And then the flu. Flu's I worse. T- yeah, flu's way flu worse. Flu kicked my ass. It was way worse. Felt like I got hit by a truck. COVID was like, here's the sniffles, but for two weeks. Yeah, and then, but did they mask your children and pull them out of school and shut the school down and make no. them do school from home for the flu, which is actually more deadly to the children than COVID is? No, no. they didn't do any of that. It's a control exercise. Absolutely. I don't think it's all starting to show. But what's going on with Mayorkas? Does he have like a week left till he's got the boot and then maybe some border stuff changes? What? No, 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 no. That's gonna, that's not never gonna happen. Where, where did that come from? Well, because in, in, there's impeachment. Oh yeah, but we're talking about the mask. Where'd you, are you stoned? Well, we started with the whole border thing, and then we switched right immediately to masks. I just thought we were yeah, going no, about people here, that were voting here for the Nobody here said any of that. No one said that. Who said that? Nobody. You just out of nowhere. I was just trying to bring us back to the story that we were originally what reading. What do you guys think of broccoli as a good vegetable? Bad gummit. <laughs> I'm okay. done. I'll see you guys. At All right. Uh, President Biden was out in Virginia yesterday. Guess what? He's an election denier as well. He joined Hillary Clinton and Stacey Abrams. And I mean, he's just one of them. He went out there and he said this. That the Super Bowl is going to be ah, winning. No, so what's that? OK, hold on. Here's what he said. Hello, Virginia. And the real governor, Terry McAuliffe. The real governor, Terry McAuliffe. Glenn Youngkin is the governor of Virginia, so this means our president himself, who is always blaming Trump for being an election denier, is, in fact, an election denier. Keep listening. We'll teach Donald Trump a valuable lesson. Don't mess with the men in America unless you want to get the benefit. Um... Okay, what, proving, what? <laughs> proving once again that these people will clap at anything. They don't know. It's it's almost like he's he's David Lee Roth on stage, and he's like, "Hey, man, my lesbian, oh, yeah!" Yay! <laughs> Listen to this. Don't mess with the women in America unless you want to get the benefit. Don't what? Mess, don't mess with who? With unless you want to get a benefit. Women of America, unless you want to get a benefit. What? That sounds very sexual. Don't mess with the women of America unless you want to get the benefit. And there's the 28. percent It right. doesn't matter what he says. You know, you're all dying COVID because everything on the vaccine is poison. But you know, don't mess with the women of America unless you want to get the benefit. What in the world? Did you figure that one out yet? And I promise you'll be able to understand all the words. Not like Sting, where you can only understand the last three. Oh, God. Wow. Uh, see, if if you spoke that way to a police officer, he'd be like, all right, out of the car. 
Exactly. We need to do a test. <laughs> now, Peter Dushi of Fox News challenged uh, KGP or Kareem Dual Abdominal, what's her name? Job, that's a new one. Uh, KJP. About the election denial by the president. Different topic. Is election denying a joke now? What do you mean you have to say more than just make a random statement? <laughs> like Why did the president say, hello, Virginia, and the real governor, Terry McCall? He was making a joke about Terry. He was making a joke. joke. He was, I mean, if you play it back, it's clearly that the president was making a joke. What's the joke? He was making a joke about McCullough's previous term as governor. Ah, I see. It's only a joke. Don't remember. you got to take her joke. word for it. You know why? <laughs> it's because funny when we do it. It's bad when you do it. Yeah, but you know, she's an historic figure. She is? Yeah. I'm a historic figure, and I certainly walk in history every day. Every day? Oh, knock it Why? Off. Her and her curls walk in history well, what every makes day. What she so special? She's, she's historic. She's the first black lesbian woman to be uh, uh, in a job she's not qualified for. Anyway, um, yeah, this gruesome story from Kansas City uh, is getting weirder and weirder as time goes on. Now, if you haven't heard the story yet, this guy... Had his friends over to watch the game. Right. There was uh, four friends and him. And uh, then the next morning, nobody knew anything, but they never went home. The guy who owns the house, he didn't know what was going on because he slept for two days. Yeah. On the second day, (laughs) sounds like a biblical study. On the second day, (laughs) he finally woke up. Uh, His other friends were frozen dead in the backyard. All right. So now, uh, it's three friends, I'm sorry, in the backyard. So now, um, of course... That police showed up, everything. The mother who uh, was the mother of Dave Harrington, one of the guys, 27 years old, banged on the door, finally broke into the door, found him sleeping, found the dead people in the backyard and went absolutely crazy, as you would imagine. Uh, now they're said, they're said that there's a fifth guy involved that was in the house and he left. Uh, and when Whoa. he left, they were watching Jeopardy, all four of them. And he said everything was fine. Jeopardy? So now there's a fifth guy. So this is turning into like somebody's lying here. We don't know who it is. However, yeah. the, the suggestion here by the dad of one of the uh, deceased is that, and I said this yesterday because this is the only thing it can be. They did drugs, fentanyl uh-huh. or something got in those drugs. They ended up passed out in the backyard and then, of course, froze to death. So they didn't freeze to death and die. They died and then died froze. and then froze. Yeah, I misspoke. They they died and then froze from the drugs. But well, the guy, the fifth guy, is a scientist. He's like an HIV scientist. He's like a chemist of some sort. So one of the parents was like, "Look, these boys are responsible boys. They're not irresponsible to go in the backyard, do drugs, and pass out and freeze. Like they're uh, not." Have you met any boys? Well, that's this is what the parents are saying. They're like, mm. "They're not irresponsible. They're grown men that are very responsible." Um, but then it's like this chemist came into, and I guess what she thought was that he drugged them and then they died. I guess, I don't know if he drugged them or they did drugs and they died and he well, was like, oh know. crap, I don't know what to do. And then he drug them into the backyard and positioned them as if they froze outside. Maybe. That's da- what the speculation is by one of the parents. But he's one of, they're, they're like close friends. David Harrington, 37, Ricky Johnson, 38, Clayton McGreeny is 36. And of course the guy who owns the house, Jordan Willis, or rents the house, is the one who Jill just spoke of. But then there's the fifth guy that we don't know his name or anything. He He's the one she you said is a chemist. The, the and fifth guy's name is on there. That's the Jordan guy. He says here that uh, the outlet, uh, the blah, 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 three friends are dead. Da, 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 He's da, da, da. a chemist. Yeah, it doesn't say anything about that. Oh, it's on this one? I got like three copies of the, the story. The story here. I gave you has the information that you asked for. Okay. Well, I don't I don't His have... Name, the Jordan guy is the, is the, is the scientist. No, He's Jordan the, is the... Ricky Johnson. He's the guy who lives in the house. Ricky Johnson? Yeah. Ricky Jordan? Johnson? Who's on first? Doctor? Anyway, here's the uh, here's the report. 
from uh, one of the parents. Marquez said her son, David Harrington, went over to his friend's house to watch the Chiefs game on Sunday. Fast forward to Tuesday. No one had heard from him or his other two friends, Clayton McGinney and Ricky Johnson. Friends and family tried to contact the person who lived in the home over and over again to no avail. Finally, the fiancé of one of the victims went to the home and after banging on the door, broke in and discovered one of the bodies. Police would later come and discover the other two. The man who lives here, according to Marquez, was home and answered the door for police. All right, that's not the one I wanted to play, but yeah, that's it right there. I wanted you to play the mother. The guy's name, the chemist that Jill is talking about, is uh, Jordan Willis. That's what I said. And he claims he has nothing to do with any of it. Right. And his lawyer was like, look, we understand everybody's upset, but you can't just go pointing fingers going, he did it. But... The cops came out and they, were, they said absolutely under no circumstance as of right now are we investigating this as any kind of foul play. They don't find this suspicious at all? <laughs> That's what they said, which well, is what weird. Are, because, are, yeah. And it's probably the drugs thing. They all did drugs and fell over in the backyard. But how many stories have you read where it's, because Rick, you said, oh, well, but they were good friends. How many stories have you read where somebody accidentally dies? Like, look at the couple. Remember they had the threesome? The guy went over to the house and he died in the middle of sex, they said, so they buried him in the backyard. You panic because you're like, oh, God, they're dead. Oh, oh, okay, let me do this. So who's to say that they all weren't doing drugs together and three of them died from the drugs? And then this guy who lives there dragged them in the backyard when the I cops... I don't know if it's the guy that lived there or if it's the guy that... The fifth guy? Yeah, I don't know. The I don't chemist? know. It could be anything. We're all speculating. No, because but... I figure if, if you're at the point where you're just going to drag the bodies and then pretend to go to sleep about it, like, you're... You must have done the drugs, and if you did the drugs, you'd be knocked out with everybody. Right, exactly. I don't know. Yeah. All right, so K- Kamala Harris did an interview with this this just, oh my God, it's just a, just a 12-year-old. She did uh, an interview? Why would she Yeah, do she did it with Laura Coates. Laura Coates is probably in her late 30s, but she just talks like she's 12, and you know how that goes. You hear it on the news all the time. We don't, we don't have real professional news people anymore. Kamala, do you like horses? <laughs> It's pretty much that. And the interview is, is is a total propaganda piece. This is not news anymore. It is completely the staging of candidates. They want an office, and that's all it is. There's no news here. Laura Coates talks of President, Vice President Kamala Harris about her career fighting for reproductive rights. You see, that's, that's the whole thrust of the administration now. So they're just helping them. It's amazing. And people watch it and think it's news. So anyway, this ass-licking amateur gets oh. up there and talks to Kamala Harris. Listen to this. Let me ask you one more question. It, I'm struck just in your presence. The I was watching you on stage, watching the reactions from the crowd, mm-hmm. looking you in the eye with your passion that you were displaying and talking about so many issues. She's getting choked up. I just ate breakfast. Don't make me throw up quite yet. She's getting choked up. It, it just... It's ridiculous. And yet, you hear candidates suggesting that a vote for President Biden, because of his age, is somehow a vote for you, and that is hurled as an insult. It's intended to demonstrate some negative viewpoint towards you. Okay, mind you, for those of you who hate Trump, Kamala Harris's approval rating, as far as uh, what people think of her, uh, not necessarily approval of the job, the, her, uh, what would that be? What's the name of that? When you, you know, about liking the person, is below Donald Trump's. Mm-hmm. Okay, Kamala Harris. Smoke, you want to give the stat from when she was uh, brought in as vice president? What was the, why did she drop out of the presidential race? Oh, uh, well, she was the bottom... She was the twenty. She was the bottom out of all twenty six or twenty eight candidates. 
She was the least liked out of all of them. Mm-hmm. She got 1% of the vote. 1%. Um, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, let's talk about that. What is your reaction to this thought that with your background in particular, with your career, that there is some thought that you are incapable? Well, I, I think that um, most women who have risen in their profession who are leaders in their profession. Have- What's next? What do you think she's going to say next? You know, you know, who either have or have not, but that we don't know or do know doesn't matter because yeah. if we do, no. Yeah, or most women that have been um, burdened by what has may no, or have been no, next no. month. She's going to play the woman card. But I thought we couldn't define a woman. Yeah, hey, that's a good point there, Jill. Are you a woman? We have to look that up. Who are leaders in their profession have had similar experiences. Mm. Um, I was the first woman to be elected district attorney. I was the first woman to be elected attorney general of the state of California. And I'm the first woman to be vice president. And I love my job. Because <laughs> you don't do anything. And I've said, thank you so much for the time. I thank really you. do appreciate, appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> like my job, too, if all I had to do was sit around and laugh you all day. You think you just fell out of a coconut tree? <laughs> all right. Now I we heard have... Biden didn't even want her to be the VP. No, they don't like no. each other no. at all. I heard he wanted Gretchen Whitmer. Yes, And then they're did. like... Um, well, DEI stuff says you need to pick somebody that she's not the right color. You got to pick. Don't you can't pick her. Why do you think that that video of her on the phone calling him when they won? <laughs> we did it, Joe. Why do you think that they filmed that? That was all strategy. Oh, my God. She loves him. She's so proud of him. They're so proud of each other. Come no, on. No. Put, put your workout clothes on so it makes it seem like you were jogging at right. the time. It well, just wait a minute. caught you off guard. Uh, during, the, uh, during the campaign, uh, Kamala called Joe a racist. Remember that? Yes. Come on, we can do it, Joe. You're a racist. And then, oh, it's amazing. Don't people see what a, a sham politics is when you see that, especially during an election year, when it's like, this guy's an idiot. Like, Trump called Ted Cruz's wife a dog. And now they're like, Ted Cruz is like, well, I love Trump. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> let's, go back to, let's go back to Kamala for just a second. I'm really confident we're going to win because we're going to cheat. Okay? We're going to cheat. And we have so many different ways how we're going to accomplish that. First of all, we're flooding the country with new voters. I was in charge of ignoring the border in order to make that happen. <laughs> we're going to release a deadly virus, virus disease called X. Elon Musk can't have all the fun. <laughs> you know, once we fear monger the f- out of everyone, okay, we're going to go ahead and instill mail-in voting. That's how we won last time. Ooh, we've weaponized our entire Department of Justice to go after our opponent, right? And, you know, if all else fails, we'll release the holograms of the aliens and burn the f-ing country down. You know, whatever it takes. <laughs> Rick's Daisy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. All right, five more minutes and we should probably put a stop to this, right? On 105.9 Sunny FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
Nerds. Today's episode is sponsored by Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. Nerd Wallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable, fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow Nerd Wallet Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. So we've... But. I feel like there's a hundred things going on. Uh, we've spoken about the uh, Playboy Mansion before, because mm-hmm. Rick, you've been there, yep. and you talked about how gross it was. Oh. So Crystal Hefner, who was married to Hugh at the time of his death, put out a memoir called Only Say Good Things, Surviving Playboy and Finding Myself. So she reveals a whole bunch of stuff. He wasn't good in bed. She said that the house, which could have been a beautiful house, oh, over gorgeous. time started to be hoarder central. It was filled with mold. He's an old guy. What was she thinking? He's not the one preparing the house. I mean, you have all that money. You can have somebody. Uh, did you see how much staff they had walking around? What are they doing? Yeah. Are they not cleaning? Not, and like, well, I don't do know. Do they even work there? Or they just no. They worked there. I they're saw probably them. just in made outfits. They were. They were in pink. No, no. These weren't like hot. This was like illegals. Oh. oh. Yeah. They were all over the house, but they didn't do anything. She said oh, it was really gross. Um, there was mold everywhere. There was dust in every corner. It was every person that worked there, including Hugh was a hoarder. Now, I don't know if you've ever known a hoarder or been into a hoarder's home, but, you know, if you have things piled up, then you can't necessarily clean under it or out. It just gets shoved. It's hard to move all the naked chicks aside and then clean under that. Yeah, you just got silk robes and smoking jackets laying all over the place. Because think about it. The mansion was built in 1927. It's a castle, you know. Right. It's got sunken rooms, like the sunken living rooms when you walk in, velvet couches, shag rugs. It's all rock inside. And it's it's wood-paneled walls over the rock. It's so cool, dude. If I could sanitize it and buy it. Yeah, it's very dark. uh, Glass chandeliers everywhere. Yeah. but she said this was a very well-oiled and practiced sequence of events. She said that... Uh, well-oiled? Yeah, everybody's oiled there. Well, yeah, they have to be. <laughs> Come in the door, you're oiled. Dude, a friend of mine went there once and said that you go over, like you think you hear stories about the grotto, yeah. the pool that's like underneath. It's disgusting. And he said there was just like this film floating it on is. top of the water. He was like, it's oh, so nasty. Yeah, it's nasty makeup on the nasty hookers. Oh. It is. It's just disgusting. Well, Crystal confirmed that. She said even after she was married to Hugh, he would put her in charge of recruiting other women to like join them. And she that said, sweet, sticky, icky. Ugh. And then someone said, okay, you're writing this book. You have to put in there. What was it like to have sex with Hugh Hefner? Because people are going to ask you that question. He said it was very odd and robotic lacking any eye contact or any intimacy whatsoever. So Hideous. Just, Everything about it was horrible. Yeah, she said it was basically uh, I was the performance and I had to audition for the part and that's what it was. And then he put her in charge of recruiting other people. Uh, Get what's your face downstairs up here. You know what's interesting is I watched, what was that that show called when it was... um, Uh, The the House Bunnies with uh, Holly Madison? I used to watch that. 
I did too. Yeah. And Kendra Wilkinson. Kendra, I like Kendra. Kendra just struck me as like, huh? What? Oh, was it Ken- Who was the tough rednecky chick? Um, this, she's the one I liked. She well, was good. It was Holly, and then Bridget was the middle one. No, Bridget was a real pretty one. And then Kendra was the young one that was all into sports. She was like the tomboy the one, but she was really pretty. Well, yeah, they're all blonde. They're all blonde. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like I liked Holly Madison. And yeah, so I remember boy. watching that show in the house. Of course, they're in charge of editing and showing what they want to oh, show. Yeah. Looks like this beautiful grand house. Granted, the girls' bedrooms were a pigsty, but Holly shared a room with Hef. She was like the head girl. The number one girl. Yeah. Bridget was number two, and Kendra was number three. So Bridget and Kendra had their own rooms well, that they could the do with girl, what they wanted. What were the other girls in charge of? I don't know that they were in charge of anything. I think they were just they would trade out. But Holly was like the a a girl, like the what do you call it, the uh, first stringer. You know what? Um, Did you make a dumb joke that wasn't funny? No. Oh, okay. He um, laughed. That doesn't say much. Um, I'm just kidding. No, but it's uh, it's it's interesting when you watch that show that it's. It shows all of this stuff like glamour and, oh, the party's there and every celebrity's there and this is where you want to be. And then you see behind the scenes and hear stories like from what you said. Yeah. <laughs> Point the camera behind the toilet. Remember how we talked about people's homes where you go there and you go in the bathroom, the mat's wet and the tub has a big black ring around it and the towels are soaking wet. I can't. The, t- the toilet's all brown inside. Is that what it was like? Yeah. It was all, I, I can't tell you how, how when I went in there, I was... Like I didn't want to touch anything. It was that disgusting. You could see the ring on the floor where like the plunger used to just get encrusted. <laughs> Dude, it's just a disgusting. I and I was I was with some people that I really shouldn't be around. I was very wealthy record executives, and one guy goes to me because I'm not going in there. <laughs> really? And Rick's yeah. like, you guys are scumbags. If you're not going, yeah, it was Charlie Minor. He's the one who got killed by the stripper uh, many years ago. They wrote what? a book about it. Yeah, it was on 60 Minutes. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Charlie Miner, he was the uh, president of, uh, not Columbia, was another. Rick, anyway. were you part of history? Not really. Char- look, look up, up. Charlie Miner. Uh, great, great guy. One of the best businessmen I've ever met. So, yeah, and he had a thing for strippers. So he was at the, uh, he was in West Hollywood. He was going to these strip clubs and f- this one crazy doo-doo stripper uh, oh, followed yeah. him home. Top A&M record executive A&M, known as right. Tart Animal for his rock and roll of all hours of the next morning parties. Yeah, and included he, scores of beautiful bikini-clad women and celebrities held at his Malibu Beach house. Yeah, <gasps> that's, yeah, oh, yeah, he would throw these Murdered parties. at the same Malibu Beach house by his former girlfriend, Suzette McClure, with in his 1995. Wife, with his wife in the bed and made 60 <gasps> Minutes. They did wait, a segment wait, 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 the stripper killed him while he was laying next to his wife yep. yes. and she didn't kill the wife no but so the wife oh. woke up and her husband was dead right. yeah, how did the wife got... not know that he was being stabbed was she drugged no no got shot <gasps> yeah, she came oh. upstairs and shot him right in the yeah, bed she was a former laid off aerospace engineer turned stripper yeah it's cuckoo whoa get out of here no, she, I remember him talking about her she faced 19 years of life in prison yep Wow. Yeah. Holy cow, Rick. Yes, anyway, he was one of the guys, and uber rich, uh, that was at with that party I went to, and I went in, because I had to go to the bathroom. So I come out, and I was like, Charlie, did you ever been in there? He goes, oh, pff, I'm not going in there. I'll do it in my pants. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now, do they, you, so I'm assuming you were at one of the parties where all the tents are up in the backyard. Yeah, there was tents, and Hugh came out for 10 minutes, and that was it. And then he goes upstairs? Then he goes upstairs. Was it like Night of the Roxbury, where you're like, it's up? Two, no, three, no, dude, he's four. out. What's up? <laughs> and the girls, they so much makeup. It's, it's Just caked on there? None of those women are as pretty as they seem they are. Well, you got to remember when you see him in the magazine, there's a lot of airbrushing going on there, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. dude, this, these, with the girls he was with, ugh. I feel like 
when you watch shows like that, and I remember, I forget what it's called. I actually watched a documentary on when the women would become bunnies at the bunny club back, back, long time ago when Playboy first started. Well, that was really classy back Right, so that's the point I'm getting to is that the women they picked weren't like, uh, for lack of a better word, skanky women. They no, were not at all. Voluptuous, curvy, yeah. beautiful women, and yeah. they were would tell how you were never allowed to bend over, yeah. which is weird because it's, you'd think that that's what they were like. Nah. But you had to like keep your knees together and like squat down if you were going to put a napkin on a table, and you had to. There were so many rules yeah. of yeah. how to be a bunny, but it was it was a high class thing. Yeah, and all the like different clubs had like a membership fee you had to pay depending yeah. on the city, and you'd pay a bunch of money. You go to the club and you get a fancy key. Yeah. Yeah, Playboy was like upscale. Not in, that fell apart quick. So get a load of this. Soon, college kids can get taught classes by people like Albert Einstein and Stephen Hawking. And I'm not talking about the form of watching a video or reading about them in a book. Now, thanks to technology, and you see that them doing with, with uh, concerts like Kiss is going to be doing it, and I think they did it once with Whitney Houston and Elvis Presley. They're going to start doing these hologram concerts. Mm-hmm. So now colleges are going to be enlisting icons like Stephen Hawking and Albert Einstein. The, their hologram to teach college classes. So you can actually go to a college class and get taught by Einstein. Now, who's controlling and yeah. programming the AI? I have no idea. Yeah, because I could see Einstein tar- start talking about transgender ideology <laughs> and, uh, you know. Um, can you still see through a hologram like in Star Wars? The first when Princess see, Leia. See, that's what comes to I my mean, brain. When Obi-Wan, I think of a hologram, I think of... Ghostly it's, looking. It's, yeah, and you it's sheer. You can walk through it if you yeah. needed to. Yeah, I'd like to see what the new holograms look like. Um, but some schools have started using hologram technology already. I think one school had Michael Jackson come and speak to the school. Um, And it's not just for educational purposes. They're saying that um, there's a company in Sweden that is going to use it for interactive product displays. Uh, I guess uh, H&M, you know what H&M is? Clothing store. Mm -hmm. So instead of having like the mannequins with clothing on them, you'll have holograms of, and because that way they can change the outfits, they can move, they can walk around, things like that. Anyway, interesting. Whoopi Goldberg was speaking out defending the whole Oscar thing. I don't know why this is such a big deal. I mean, I do and I don't. I don't want to say I don't because I do, but then I don't. And then part of me is like, I don't care either way. But the Oscar nominations came out the other day. The big talk was that Ryan Gosling got nominated for his role of Ken in Barbie. And Barbie the movie got nominated. But Margot Robbie, who plays Barbie, didn't get nominated. And then the director, who's also a female, um, Greta Gerwig, I think her name is. Mm. And she wasn't nominated. So a lot of people are saying, how are you not going to nominate the woman that played Barbie or the director of the movie, but nominate the movie oh, and the guy. Ooh, let me play a sad song for you on the world's smallest violin. I mean, I, I'd be okay with the money. I'd dry my tears with that. Yeah, I don't know that <laughs> these individuals, because they haven't said anything, so I don't know that they, I'm sure their feelings are hurt, but I don't know that they care as much as other people care on their behalf. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. So all, everyone's been up in arms. And Whoopi Goldberg, who's on the committee that vote, you know, the Oscars are still a group of people voting. It's not, it's just still, it's still humans voting on their preference. It's just a preference of who happens to be the voters. And Whoopi kind of explains Whoopi's it. Whoopi's on there? Everybody it. doesn't I'm, win. Yeah. Everybody doesn't yes. win. Some people don't get, listen, I, I, <laughs> <laughs> you know about the snubs. Well, I, well, but they're not snubs, and that's what I want to sort of point out. And it's not the elites. It's the entire family of the Academy Awards who vote for Best Picture yeah. nominations. 
okay? We all vote for best picture, everybody. So there are seven to 10 nominations that happen. And you don't get everything that you want to get. It, it, that, and that's what you have to keep in mind. Yeah. Not everybody gets a prize. And it is subjective. Movies are subjective. The movies you love may not be loved by the people who are voting. Yeah, but- and while I agree with her, I have to wonder that if this was the color purple that got snubbed or something like that, would she have the same point of view? Well, of course not. You know that. Racism is a big business in this country. One but person it- that did stick up for Barbie. Oh, you hear about this? God, yeah. Hillary Clinton. <laughs> oh. Hillary Clinton, I guess, was this a tweet? I think it was a tweet. No, it was Instagram. Greta and Margot, while it can sting to win the box office but not take home the gold, your millions of fans love you. You're both so much more than Knuff. If you haven't seen the movie, you don't know what that means. Uh, hashtag Hillary Barbie. And everyone was like, oh my God, oh my God, that's better than winning an Oscar. You got okay. Hillary to talk about you. I got news for you. I'm sorry. Uh, did you see her do the macaroni over the weekend? She can't dance. Uh, Hillary did not write that on Instagram. Her people did. She doesn't know what a Knuff is. Neither do I, but I don't really care. But I'm saying... That wasn't written by her. She had. She probably just found out about it the next day. Hey, we did this thing. I hope it's okay. Look, you see? Oh, that's fine. I uh, Trump is an illegitimate president. Mm-hmm. Well, what was funny is, um, you know how some people, we talk about it all the time on the show, will leave out different parts of a story. Uh, you call it, you know, lying by omission mm-hmm. to fit their narrative. Right. So, yeah, while Margot Robbie and Greta might not have been nominated, and I know the male was nominated, uh, Ryan Gosling... America Ferreira, who arguably is the best part of that movie, she plays the Barbie, but she's like the one that gives the big speech that we've played on here before. She was nominated for a supporting actress, but nobody will mention that in their story. So she's a female. She was nominated. And you have to remember, your movie might be great and your actors and actresses might be great, but in their specific category, there might be people that were better. Mm-hmm, it's not true. saying that your role wasn't great, but there might be another actress that was better in her role and you got bumped out. Yeah, and you got to also imagine that these elitists in Hollywood don't want to talk about Barbie. Not that they love the subject matter, they just don't want to talk about, this isn't real art. Real art is the Iranian plumber boy who wanted to become president someday. Yeah. I have to be honest, I was kind of shocked that Barbie, I know it broke records uh, financially and at the box, it was insane. And I know it resonated with a bunch of people because the plot isn't what you think the plot is. But I was really surprised that it was nominated for as many awards. I expected it to get nominated for like costume, things like yeah. set design, because it's really cool. You're in, you're in Barbie for land. For the best use of pink everywhere. <laughs> so I thought it was going to be along those lines. I never expected it to get the kind of recognition that it did. Right. So Sports Illustrated, we have a calendar on our wall here. Is that one old? Do we have a new one yet? Uh, Don't get that it. That one's old. Yeah, the new one... <laughs> Don't get any. They're just I'm, getting I'm, worse and worse. Yeah, they do. What do you mean? Oh, the sport. Because we, we've had a Sports Illustrated swimsuit calendar here all last year, and every month we flip it, and the boys are like, boobs. And I'm like, that's no, a key no, no, there's no, there's not, there's no, there's no growling or anything in that calendar. Now, the Hooters calendar is a little bit okay, better. Okay, before we had the Hooters calendar, you did a lot of growling that I heard well, in your shot. That, that year was good, but that was, yeah. it's gone. It's gone. This last year's calendar was awful. They're all boys. They're well, androgynous beings. So now, and we've done this story before, and I, I don't think Sports Illustrated's the only company. Victoria's Secret did it too, and then they kind of got shut down. Where they're like, we're no longer going by looks. We're going to go by diversity. <clears throat> and every, because not, I'm going to get hate mail for this, but I don't care. Not every person. <laughs> 
is supposed to be in a Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue. Well, we've got to make it supposed to be. The the whole point of a Sports Illustrated swimsuit issue is to see, originally it's to see beautiful fit women wearing beautiful bathing suits. Yeah. That's the same thing with Victoria's Secret. I mean, I don't want to see Lizzo or Precious wearing a diamond-studded bra in a Victoria's Secret catalog. You don't? I, that doesn't make me fat phobic. It's a preference. Are you sure, Jill? <laughs> I'll admit like, it. I'm fat phobic. Are you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, men are the visual. Fat just beads right off of him. Men are visual creatures. I'm sorry. And we've been conditioned that uh, hot, well, for me, it's curvy Latin American chicks. But I mean, for a lot of guys, maybe the skinny winnie. Like people, I can't understand how people like what's her face from the friends. Um, Jennifer Aniston? Jennifer Aniston doesn't appeal to me at all. But guys are like, oh, gaga over her because she's like the girl next door. Yeah, but she's just. Jennifer Aniston. She's like a, she looks like a bud. And people forget that 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 <laughs> magazine was originally created for men. It's so they can look at. It still had articles it's, of sports in the magazine. It's sports on one page. Next page is boobs. Then back to sports, and then but boobs it was, again. It was sports forever, and then they're like, oh, how about a swimsuit issue? And they used to do the issue once a year where they'd feature the you know the female athletes and then the swimsuits, and and then it just turned into its own kind of thing. But well, it turns out it doesn't sell when you try to go woke or diverse, and everyone was like, "Really? What? It's not for not everything. It has to be for everybody all the time." Yeah. Well, they spent all those money on the hardbound commemoratives they mailed out. It's and then the they had to fire a bunch of staff for writing the fake AI articles and the names down there. It would say written by it wasn't even a real person. So they between that and the DEI stuff, they they're dead. They're pretty much dead. They're gone. Friends, we gather today to bid a final goodbye to Sports Illustrated. You were our favorite magazine, but now anyone under 25 doesn't even know what a magazine is. We'll miss reading about football games that happened a month ago, as we will miss wondering... Why does a sports publication have so many cigarette ads? We'll also miss SI's iconic cover and the athletes jinxed by it. Finally, we bid farewell to your swimsuit edition. Now, where will hormonal teens see images of half-naked women? I mean, besides Instagram, TikTok, and like 90% of the internet. So long, Sports Illustrated. We'll meet again someday, lying under an old copy of Newsweek in our dentist's office waiting room. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack with... Man, you're really stupid in the morning, aren't you? Stupid news. All right, Saudi Arabia, they've uh, made a huge step forward into our modern times. Really? What are they doing? They opened the very first ever alcohol store. Oh, they don't sell alcohol there. Alcohol's been Yeah, alcohol's been illegal in Saudi Arabia since 1952. Now, there's a little catch to this. You have to be non-Muslim. Oh, to purchase? How do you prove that? You have to be a diplomat or, or some kind of government official that is non-Muslim. You That must be authenticated before you can enter and make any purchases in the liquor store. What do they call the church? Uh, I don't know. There's been a long-standing smuggling problem in Saudi Arabia. You think you ever look at the history of prohibition? It just seems to happen that people want to do something, they're going to do it anyway. Okay? It's like the, it's like the war against drugs. It never worked. Yeah. Because the you're fighting for people who don't want to be fought for, okay? Mm. Yeah. All right. So in Pennsylvania, they've banned nearly 3,000 vanity plates. Here are some of the best ones. Oh, why do they got to do that? Let people have fun. Oh, 
know, they came. Remember, they just told you what what humorous street signs cannot be used. You oh, know, those, yeah, that's right. Those digital boards that you have. Yeah. So one's going to break Smoke's heart. You don't want to go to Pennsylvania. Cannabis. Oh, cannabis. Cannabis. Uh, you can't have that as a plate? No. Why? Oh, You're my. OMFG. Well. Only fan. <laughs> Drag dealer. Fancy AF. Slow AF. Uh, you can't have the F if it represents a curse word. Yeah, right. Well, you have to change it. Um, you can't have the F if it rep- but then I saw a license plate yesterday that said F. Out the uh, way? No, it said <laughs> F A T D, the number one C K. Wow. This one says. <laughs> that's good, right? That is funny. This one's uck off. Why can't you have that? Well, it's too close. Oh, How about I this see. one? Got to pee. <laughs> you can't have got to pee, baby. You funny. do. How about up URS? Up yours. <laughs> Why can't you have that? Uh, let's see. One sassy B. That's ridiculous. Yeah, you should be who's, able to have that. Who's in charge it's of this? Some old bag in the this DMV. Is I this don't is like this. this. I'm gonna bring this up in the Bible studies. I should guess where I put this in my notes with a plaid shirt. <laughs> Just acronyms, but we all know the filthy things they mean. God. Like, I'm sorry, if you're paying, making me pay money to put your hunk of metal on my car just to say that it's mine, I should be able to put whatever I want on there. Finally, a Michigan Amish family's horse and buggy was stolen from outside of Walmart. Who steals that? I don't know. I guess it's unlocked. The Amish buggy chop shop. (laughs) They're probably chopping it up and selling it on eBay. You know how much a wagon wheel goes for these days? (laughs) That's right. Uh, The victims had gone shopping at Walmart, came out to find their horse and buggy stolen. There's a horse attached to that, right? Yes. Well, it's that Amish craftsmanship that really draws in the criminals. Did they take a truck driver parked at uh, the Walmart lot, had seen a female steal the buggy. Police had uh, contact with the suspect earlier in the day at Walmart. It continued later on in the evening. It's not so clear exactly why police previously dealt with the suspect but didn't do anything. Authorities found the stolen horse and buggy later that evening and arrested 31-year-old suspect who has not been named. Now, your getaway vehicle... It's slew. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing? You already had contact with the police. You need to get out of Dodge. You think, I'll grab the only thing in the parking lot that's slower than the shopping cart? <laughs> if you're a member of the Amish community who's had their horse and buggy stolen, you need somebody you can count on. That's why there's Amish Star Vehicle Recovery. We'll help you track down your horse and buggy immediately. Amish Star, what seems to be the problem? Yes, someone hath stolen thine horse and buggy. Twas parked outside of a building, and now tis gone. Please help find thine transportation. Okay, we'll send a car right away to help you search for... No, please, motorized vehicles are frowned upon. Okay, fine, we'll send a guy on a skateboard right away to help you search for... Haveth he a beard and a hat? Sure. And is he conservatively dressed? And is he of pure body and spirit? You bet. And what is this device I am speaking into? It confuseth me to great end. Amish Star Vehicle Recovery. Find your missing horse and buggy today. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. I like his jokes. They're jokes, right? Stream it now. 1059sunnyfm.com I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife Abby, my sister Amanda, and I talk honestly 
about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack, having fun with the world gone crazy. Hey, Smoke, how's our podcast doing? We should we should have hit a million already, no? A million? Uh, we're, we're doing well. Very well. He doesn't know what's going on. Do you know what's going on? What are you doing? Yeah, oh, you're behind me. What are you doing here? Go back to your cage. Can I produce things? I have to. It's, I swear it's like herding cats at the house. Anyway, uh, if you want to get our podcast and help out to get us to a million po- downloads. Yeah, it's really easy. We're actually a lot of places. It's the Odyssey app is, you know, the company that owns us. That's the app where you can get it. And uh, But you can also get it on Amazon. Audible, uh, Spotify, I think we're on now. It's just called The Rick Stacy Show. So just search for us and you can subscribe and then it'll pop up for you every day. And the biggest one, Apple Podcast. In my opinion, the easiest one too. Yeah, Let's so. See. Yeah, no, we got a ways to go to get to a million. What are we at? Uh, last month we had 38,000. Okay. No, that's monthly, like all total since we've started. Yeah, total. Oh. Oh, um... You better have told us see. when we hit a million. We're supposed to have a big party. Hang on. I'm, it's calculating all the lifetime data. Uh, we're at 680,245. Getting okay. there. At 38,000 a month, we should be there um, about six months less or less. What did we do on June 29th? Everybody liked to listen then. I don't... It's June 29th. Oh, I remember that day. <laughs> it's probably the day I was late. Ugh. <laughs> probably. All right, so Piers Morgan is a guy who said, Trump's done, he's over, he's never going to run again, this is awful, he'll never go in there again, and of course he's changed his mind now. you got to respect the guy. You know, again, I always say this about Bill Maher and Piers Morgan, and these are people that are not fakey-fake. And you know what? Even even what's-his-face, uh, the 1%. What's his name? Bernie, Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders, the they, top 1%. Yeah, even though he's a liar, you know, he, at least he tells everybody what he thinks. There's no sugarcoating it. Piers Morgan is one of those guys. He's he's changed his mind totally. Sinatra was thrown to the wolves in the late 40s, thought his career was over, all done and dusted. And then, boom, he comes back from here to eternity. He wins an Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. And his career becomes one of the most iconic in the history of American celebrity show business. Donald Trump is on the verge of pulling off a similar comeback because I think if it's Trump v. Biden, I think right now, looking at all the polling for Biden, looking at the state of him, unable to basically string a sentence together or walk in a straight line without falling over, my money would be on Donald Trump to win. And if he gets back in the White House, it is the greatest comeback in American political history. Yeah, Piers Morgan of all people. He didn't like Donald Trump at all. All right, so uh, what is the strategy here with Nikki Haley? And I know I get some I get some hate mail because, you know, I particularly don't care for her that much for a number of reasons. I think she's establishment. I think she's one of those people that'll say a lot of stuff now, get in office and do absolutely nothing. I think she's shrill. Well, I got over that. But uh, Michael Smirkanish is a friend of mine. He worked in Philly when I worked there. He's now on Sirius XM. He's a talk show host, but he's also like a very accomplished lawyer and all this crap. So uh, a lot of people are asking, what is Nikki Haley's strategy? Because there's no way for her to win. And the other day when she lost the primary in New Hampshire, she acted like she won. Yeah, it was like an acceptance speech. It's yeah. Like, what are you doing? Sit down. So Michael Smirkanish, who I really never play here for any reason... How's a good take on this, though? In the attitudes of South Carolina, the numbers... That- oh, wait. First, he talks about the coming 
uh, primary, which is in South Carolina, because there's no there's no chance. She, uh, Trump is ahead more in South Carolina than he was in wow. Iowa. In the attitudes of South Carolina, the numbers that I've seen in South Carolina, and you can look at the Real Clear Politics average, he has a lead over Nikki Haley the way that he did in Iowa. So he's somewhere in like the mid 50s in her home state. Wow. Where she was twice elected governor. And now what is the strategy there, Michael? The legal cases are going to come roaring back. February 9, I think. That's when the Supreme Court argument, oh, February 8. February 8. That's when the Supreme Court argument is going to take place on the Colorado and Maine and by extension other state effort to knock him off the ballot. So, you know, all that is going to happen, but people are going to be, Republicans are going to be voting. And you're not going to go, I don't think you're going to know the outcome of that Supreme Court case right away. You might know before March the 5th. So that's Haley's strategy. Like Nikki Haley's strategy is she's going to go through the motions of, of, of running for votes and raising money and doing all the conventional things. But, but the real play here is the legal play. Yeah. So that's where it all stands. Yeah, so she's hoping that he is uh, not able to run in certain states uh-huh. or he is indi- He is convicted of certain whatever criminal... I mean, so she too wants her opponent eliminated. Yeah, and then, you know, that's the strategy. And, and in their very crude way, The View rated last in uh, ratings as far as news shows go, uh, was a little cruder in their assessment of what they want to happen to Donald Trump. The debates are only in case Trump chokes on a cheeseburger. Yeah. Yeah, that's Joy Behar's take. She wants him to die by choking on a cheeseburger. Burger. <laughs> hmm. Now, could that be constituted along the same lines of Kathy Griffin holding up a severed head of Donald Trump? They both have to do with the death of Donald Trump. Has the Secret Service gone to Joy Behar's house? Nah, we've become numb to that stuff. Now, if she had said that about Biden, oh. that would have been a visit. Oh. So, uh, there's a guy by the name of Dean Phillips. Seems like a nice guy. kind of like him. Uh, he's from Minnesota. And he's running for president of the United States. You probably didn't know that. He's trying to compete with Biden. Now, what happened in uh, New Hampshire is Biden decided not to be on the ballot there. So, this guy, Dean Phillips, took advantage of that. And you know what? He did pretty damn well. He got like really? 21% of the vote. Democrats. 21% of the vote because uh, New Hampshire has an open primary system. You can be Democrat, Independent, Republican. You can okay. vote for whoever you want. And uh, he uh, said this this guy's a little different. I, I like that he's different. Again, I respect people that just say it like it is, no matter what their ideology is. So he came out, and of course, his party is very upset with him after this, and he said this. And I got to tell you guys, I went to a Donald Trump rally a couple nights ago. Never been to one. Uh, I had an event across the street. I saw the line of people waiting in the cold for hours. And I thought, what the heck? You know, I'm going to be a leader who actually invites people, doesn't condemn them. Met probably 50 Trump people waiting in line. Every single one of them, thoughtful, hospitable, friendly. All of them so frustrated that they feel nobody's listening to them but Donald Trump. A diverse crowd, people who had never been to a Trump event before. My party is completely delusional right now. Yeah, they don't understand what this is all about. They really don't. But they... That's fine because they continue with their idiocy, like this one right here. Uh, she got about seven hundred eighty-six thousand hits on this TikTok post she did. Uh, she's a Democrat, loyal Biden fan, and you can see it from her profile. Everything's Biden during the last election. Biden, 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 Biden. Oh, uh, okay. She's got about sixteen different rings hanging from di- different parts of the flesh in her face. Ew. And uh, her hair is sort of semi-colored purple. There's some green in there and stuff like. You get the picture. And uh, she again, she's going to vote for Biden again. 
here she is complaining about the results of the last four years of President Biden. Um, I just want to say that it's wild that as a two-income household, my husband and I have come to the realization we can't afford groceries right now. Like, just straight up can't afford groceries. Because if we buy groceries, then we either won't be able to pay our rent or our electric bill. Because both of those come out of this pay cycle and they will take the entire pay cycle. Um, and I just, I just, that's just, that's f***ing bonkers. That's so wild. We have two incomes and we cannot afford to eat and we don't even have kids like it's literally just the two of us and we can't afford to eat with two incomes that is just but i mean i guess you know that means we won't have to wash dishes because our dishwasher is still broken as it has been for two months at the place that we pay so much in rent you know she doesn't make the connection between Uh, biden being the president and and the inflation not none at all and she's gonna vote for him again i I mean you're served a big pile of diarrhea gas bloating stomach pain or loose oily stools (laughs) yeah and you still take it and you're still gonna vote for him what is you see that's irrational oily stools for president Here in Florida, here's something that I don't necessarily agree with. I don't know how it's going to work out. The Florida House voted 106 to 13 yesterday for a bill that would ban children under the age of 16. This is way too old. Uh, from having a social media account. Why? Here, what's what's wrong with that? I don't know. Let's hear this. So we uh, hear you're going to hear uh, it's a, a parent that they pulled over on the side of the road. I don't know who he is. This is just like shoving a microphone through his car window. And then one of the legislators that helped help pass the bill. The first one's a parent? Yeah. Okay. I see the benefit of it. As a legislature and as parents, we have no higher priority than protecting our children. We know that social media companies deploy features that are addictive and content that is harmful. Okay, but this is a parent's job, okay? I don't think you should be sticking your fingers into other people's business. Uh, Parents are irresponsible. There's a lot of that right now. You can tell from the nature of Generation Z and the younger generations that are coming up right now that are completely, like, without any more standard. They don't want to work. They just want to lay around and be influencers. This ain't going to happen. Well, perfect example was the lady the other day that her daughter was getting bullied for not having a Stanley Cup. So instead of teaching her a lesson, she went and bought her a Stanley Cup. I feel like this woman would be like, well, my child needs social media. How else is she going to be popular? But at the same time, (laughs) I agree with you. This is a parent's thing because it even says in the bill, even if with parental consent and parental approval, the child, if they already have a social media account, and they're under 16, we'll have to delete it. And then there's some kind of crazy fine if- $10,000. Yeah, if if you go- Now, all that's going to do, if you ask me my personal opinion, is it's just going to make the parent create an account. My kid doesn't have social media. I don't have, I don't have a dog in the fight. But if I did- I, the parent, all the parent's going to do is go, well, I'll, I'll open an account for you and put my birthday in and then you could still have an account. That's all. It's, it's not no, going to do anything. And I mean, it's a little too controlly for me. I, I, I agree, you know, nine times out of 10 with some stuff that Florida does. But this one, I'm like, mm, yeah, step I mean, back. Not do, your do not kids your thing. really need that? There's, there's a lot of stuff that people don't need, but it's none of their business. They don't get to raise your child. You raise your child. That's right, your decision. Well, then I suppose my kids should be able to have alcohol, too, then, huh? There's parents that let their kids drink, but there's a law there. Yeah. Well, that's what they're trying to do with this. It's, it, is it, would you say that uh, social media addiction from children is equally as harmful as if they uh, chugged a you know, Schlitzmoll liquor bowl? They're already saying they see the benefits of that phone ban that they did in Orange County. That's true. Which nobody sticks to, i got to be honest with you. All the girls, they're still doing TikTok dances in the middle of the hallway. Nobody enforces it. It might as well even not be there. It's yeah, ridiculous. but I mean, you get people paying attention more and every little bit helps. And let's no, be honest, yeah. none of us came out. Social media wasn't a thing when we were in school. 
Not that we turned out just fine, but yeah. It doesn't yeah. matter what it is. We're a bunch I, of you could replace here. social media with any other thing. I don't think the government should be telling you, no, this isn't, you know. They shouldn't be looking at the computer. Next thing they're going to go, your kid can only have 20 minutes of screen time, and it's only after they do their homework. All right. Uh, CBS News. I mean, this is just more proof of what I've been telling you all along. The media, it's just all they do is lie, lie all day long. Sure they do. Who are you? You conspiracy theory whack job. I'm calling your manager. Anyway. uh, Yeah, CBS News told us that at the end of the New Hampshire primary, President Trump closed his statement with an in- uh, what's it called? Misinformation. He suggested that oh. Democrats. This is. Be, I'm sorry. This is before the primary in New Hampshire. In New Hampshire, though, it was his last uh, speech before the primary occurred. So he said, Donald Trump said that the Democrats are going to infiltrate the primary to vote for Nikki Haley. Mm-hmm. You know, trying to ruffle. She's not bought and paid for by the Democrat Party, whatever. They don't necessarily want Nikki Haley, but they know, in fact, that Nikki Haley would lose to Biden, even though some Mm -hmm. polls have her winning against Biden. They believe that Biden would win over Nikki Haley, you know, experience, blah, 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 all that stuff. Plus, they just want to blunt uh, any kind of victory by Trump, even if he still won, which he did. So, um, CBS News swore that this was misinformation, misleading the public, and a baseless claim. CBS News, just a few days ago, Monday. And then CBS News, this is why I, I, these people must be nuts. They, they, they have no self-awareness. The same network that just did that and said that about Trump goes out and interviews people on the street. I think this was live. I, that's why I think they couldn't do anything about it. This Democrat gets a microphone stuck in his face, and they ask him, why are you here today? I voted for Nikki Haley, and it was certainly a strategic vote. Um, I think the DNC is fairly resolute in their nomination for Joe Biden. Uh, and while I wouldn't vote for her in a general election, particularly on our differences with uh, climate change solution, a woman's right to bodily autonomy, or uh, incarceration rates, I think a vote for Nikki Haley is helps diminish Trump's influence in the RNC and their nomination, but is also a vote towards democracy. Was that a script, dude, that you just read? What was yeah, that? Yeah, that was planned. That's There's no way that he came off of that. He yeah. came up with that off the cuff. No, no way. But that's that's part of the indoctrination that we have in our colleges today. But he, that was a person, apparently, that was just walking down the street and CBS News stuck a mic and then got the answer that refuted their claim that Trump was lying. So mm-hmm. that's more of that. Hey, listen to this. This is great. So Iran... Yes, Iran, who have been trying to get a nuclear missile forever, and we've helped them because, you know, Obama sent them $100 billion on a pallet in cash. Then Biden came out and gave him $10 billion. Oh, and then again, they gave him another $6 billion. We keep getting a state that is, right now we're fighting against one of their proxies, the Houthis, the Houthis, or whatever they're called. We're fighting against them because they've attacked us 150 times. So Iran funds, trains, and they let the Houthis fight us by proxy. So we're giving money to the people that are essentially fighting us? Yeah, we, oh, do, it all, we do it all the time. Well, because they have to have a way to fight us so we can spend more money fighting them and the people, when we spend money to fight them, other people that we send to fight them make money off of the whole thing. It's a it's a money-making thing. Yeah. So, uh, Iran uh, in the UN. Now, the United Nations is in Manhattan. It's this little, it, it's almost like, you ever get a skin tag? They're useless. What are you going to do with them? The only thing you can do with it is cut it off. Mm-hmm. You get a skin tag in your eyelid or something like that, take right. a snippet, gone. This is what we should do with the United Nations. These people are a bunch of bloated, bloviating, 
rich elitists from other countries that sit there, they hate the United States. Hate it. Yet every year we sink $114 million into their operating budget. I don't know why. Maybe because we're, we're all being lied to and they really don't care about us, our own government. Who knows? However, yesterday the UN decided, guess who's going to be leading the state sponsor of terror? I mean, guess who's going to be leading the conference of disarmament? I don't know what that In is. In other words, a conference on nuclear disarmament. Okay. Helping other countries have discussions like Russia, you know, China, us, having discussions about eliminating or at least, you know, bringing down the amount of nuclear weapons in the world. Making the doomsday clock perhaps move a little bit in the other direction. Iran, the sponsor of state terror, is the ones that are going to be heading up that conference. It doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense at all. Iran is leading the conference on nuclear disarmament. This year, Poxaton... It doesn't make any sense at all, but that's what just happened. So, (sighs) now, this is the real killer. Ready? Ready. How did they pick Iran? You want to take a guess? Um, No guess is dumb enough. They had one of those uh, bingo things. Prize wheel? Okay. (laughs) No, that's not bad. Go ahead. Big ball full of balls like they have in bingo, and you turn it and crank it, and then it spits one out. That would actually be better. The way they picked Iran to be the leader of the United Nations Conference on Nuclear Disarmament. Names in a hat? No. They do it. Short straw. Alphabetically. Alphabetically? I swear to God. Are you kidding me, Rick? It was was Indonesia first, and now it's Iran. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. (laughs) You can't make this crap up. This is how we run the world? Yep. The world. Like the people that are in charge of the world. This is how we do it? Okay. So Iran. Rick. Here we go. So every week we take a look at our politics through the lens way outside the White House in uh, Washington. We go to Mar-a-Lago where the former president is probably a little, he's never tired, but he's probably standing by right now. Good morning, sir. I have tremendous energy. Lots of energy. Good morning, Stacy. Jill, smoke crack. Our country's going to hell in a handbasket. I got to get back in there. It's your reigning New Hampshire primary champion. Just celebrating another win still. Well, congratulations, sir. Yeah. And congrats to Crooked Joe on winning the corrupt Democrat primary. Mr. Write-in candidate. I mean, man, those Biden supporters are sad people. You just played one of them. Having to write in a guy's name knowing that he can't write it himself. So sad. (laughs) So sad. All kidding aside, sir, we're surprised Nikki Haley has decided to stay in the race. Uh, Seeing as your polling in South Carolina is just through the roof. There's no chance. Nikki, she's a glutton for punishment. She never had a chance, and she never will get one. Her home state doesn't even like her. Doesn't even like her. It's just like that old presidential campaign saying in Washington, when your lips are too thin, you just can't win. What? And those are some thin lips. I mean, Nikki makes Greta Van Susteren look like Angelina Jolie. (laughs) In all fairness, Nikki Haley's a real role model for young girls. She's like Rocky Balboa, only with much smaller boobs. (laughs) Well, moving on, sir. Last Saturday, you repeatedly confused Haley with Nancy Pelosi, suggesting Haley was responsible for security at the Capitol on January the 6th. This has led some question to your mental fitness, sir. Uh, We just have to ask. Excuse me. Excuse me. Of course I'm okay. I'm totally fine. I'm snapping necks and cashing donor checks. <laughs> Go to Trump2024.com for more info. So what do I have to do? I, I make a mistake sometimes, okay? My head is the most exhausting place to be. 
because unlike Sleepy Joe, my cognitive is working overtime. Uh-huh. Always, always working overtime. And Biden's spoon is working overtime to not miss his mouth hole with Jello. Okay, <laughs> that's what we're talking about here. As it turns out, he misses it three out of five times. Did you know that? No, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, former President Trump, how do you feel about your other competitor, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, officially dropping out of the race earlier this well, week? A lot of people were expecting me to make a mockery of him, and you know what? I'm not going to do that to Ron. I'm not going to rub it in because, frankly, I'm going to miss my little meatball. Ron's a smart guy, and he had the good sense to drop out and endorse me. And that couldn't have been easy. I mean, can you imagine? He had to stand on, what, six or seven phone books just to kiss my ass. (laughs) (laughs) True. Let's move on, sir. You gave an update on your wife Melania's involvement in the campaign recently. On Fox News, you said that she'll probably play a big role. And you went on to say, I think she's going to be very active in the sense of being active, but at the same time, I don't want my family to be too active because they did such a great job last time. What exactly does that mean? I'm confused. The hell if I know. The amazing part about (laughs) that is they actually thought that that was the answer. It's just a gift I have. I have the God-given ability to be able to respond to any question for like two minutes and not really tell you a damn thing at all. Wow. Well, finally, sir, we've noticed that you added a new subject to your talking points lately. It's about building a dome for America, similar to Israel's Iron Dome, but this new dome would be built over the entire continental U.S. Are you really being serious about that? Beautiful dome. You better believe I am. Iron Dome. Iron Dome. I know it sounds like a crappy heavy metal band from the 80s, but this thing is going to be nothing short of spectacular. Really? A lot of people say it sounds crazy, but all military geniuses are always laughed at. Remember how they made fun of Darth Vader when he first took over the Empire? He suggested deflector shields for the Death Star. They all laughed. Look, and then he choked him. Look, this is a tremendous project for our country. I've already got the marketing and the branding all worked out. Are you ready? All right. Lay it on us. The presidential administration of Donald J. Trump presents Trumpterdome. Maybe a little reverb, please. Trumpterdome. All right, go. Just a little spin on the Mad Max sequel, Thunderdome. You get it, right? Yeah. yeah. Boom. Total name recognition. Okay, it's interesting. Sure. Interesting. People are going to love this, Jill. And the best part is we're going to build this gigantic, colossal dome, and we'll get that tool Elon Musk to pay for it. All right. Well, thanks for calling former President Trump. If you need me, Stacy, I'll be on Truth Social, violating my gag order. <laughs> the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. It still baffles me that they've become so popular. Streaming right now on 1059sunnyfm.com. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Why do you say crazy stuff like that? Now, that isn't true, is it? On the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Brought to you by All Electric Services. It's not stupid, never boring, till Bob goes to crime stories. Well, this is gruesome. A woman in Brooklyn, she's being detained after something was found in her house. What was it? I'm going to tell you. Heather Steins, 45 years old, was arrested this week when cops got a tip about what was going on in her house. Well, when the New York Police Department got to the apartment Monday evening, they found an unconscious and unresponsive, unidentified male inside the apartment who was pronounced dead on the scene. Uh, Heather Stein's aunt says that her niece has had a very long battle with drug addiction, moved from Kentucky several years ago, and hoping for a fresh start. Her husband has been in jail since September for trying to cash, I think, a fraudulent check. Her aunt says her niece had several children from prior relationships who were taken away due to neglect. 
both Heather and her husband were drug abusers who used heroin and crack and had been arrested most multiple times. And then Heather recently relapsed uh, a year or two ago after learning that one of her daughters had dried, died of a drug overdose herself. <laughs> so they go into the house. They see the unconscious man. Then they start looking around the house. What do they find? Oh, just a head and some body parts in her freezer. What? It's unclear who the body parts belong to. They're going to do some DNA testing to figure out who this person was. One of her neighbors was like, nah, she's cool as hell. You would never guess she'd be the kind of person who has body parts in her freezer. But she is yet to be charged with a crime. Oh, my God. What do you mean yet to be charged? They arrested her, but they haven't charged her with anything formally because they don't know if she killed the person or if it she had anything matter. to do with the dead person in her house or the head in her freezer. Don't, isn't there still a law against having human parts? Can you imagine you get so high and then you wake up and you're like, there's a head in my freezer? I cannot. <laughs> <laughs> Tune in again for more Bad People Doing Crime Things with Jill Bucko. All right. Plumbers are revealing the strangest things that have been flushed down the toilet. Have you ever tried to flush something down a toilet? I mean, what? every day. Yeah. Other than, Did you flush fish down the toilet when you were younger if your fishy no, died? No, I didn't do that. I didn't, I didn't have, have fish. fish. Yeah. Neither one of you ever had a goldfish? No. No. Why? That's kind of weird. What, what do they do? They Nothing. swim around in water. That's it. No, my no. wife wants a fish tank. I don't want a fish tank. Because then you know who ends up That's cleaning so it? Much I work. do. And I don't really care about the fish tanks. Here's Especially what's funny. you get funny. the fancy ones, you got to make a whole ecosystem. Well, they're a lot of money, too. Yeah. Yeah. I go over to, uh, what's the one with the, uh, they prepare everything from scratch, the cheese heads. What are they? That restaurant. They got a big fish tank. Cheddars. Cheddars. They got a huge cheese saltwater heads. fish tank. Here's so I sit there, have a drink, look at the big fish. Here's what's funny. about <laughs> You could do that at home and look at the big fish. I don't want a tank at the house. I know, but all all I heard when you described that your wife wants it is my wife wants one. I don't. Ergo, you're getting a fish tank. Yeah, but <laughs> no, I'm not getting. No, no, I'm not falling for that again. It's going to be a fishing extravaganza for, for the, the cats. cats. Exactly. My son wants a um, an axolotl. Do you know what that is? No. Oh yeah, those are weird looking. Uh, it's like an underwater like a, dragon, basically. They look like an underwater salamander, but yeah. they have these weird looking gill things that look like tree branches almost. Goes in a tank. Yeah, it's an under. It's like an underwater yeah, sea it's, dragon. It's an axolotl. It's a, is it going to be have watered like a fish tank? You're going to have to clean yeah. it? So he you wants don't want one. to do that. I'm not getting one, but he wants one so badly. And I said, you know we have cats, and that's just going to be a yeah. field day for them. We can't. They'll we can't. eat him. Well, they have things to cover them and I stuff. Know, but still. It's, it's all the goo and everything and emptying the ugh. Anything that has water, any kind goo. of fountain kind of apparatus that yeah, you no. have, you have to scrub. Otherwise, it gets pink and slimy. Uh, algae and things sucking on the thing. They're the ones who clean it. All yeah. right. So here's the things that have been flushed down toilets. Uh, weird things, according to plumbers. Uh, I'm going to work backwards. Hold on. Where is this? A banana. That's I don't know why. Well, a banana. Um, a two-man tent and a sleeping bag. Down Come the toilet. On, man. Who does? That's re- who, How who do did you? This? That's impossible. Who did the story? Teeth, uh, I don't know, I'll look later. Teeth, uh, turkey bones, and Brussels sprouts. I can see that. Do people put food in the toilet to get rid I'm of it? I'm sure some dumbass will probably try. Rubber ducks, socks, that's probably kids throwing toys in there. Yeah. Legos is number one. I'm sure that's kids throwing it in there. Sock. I mean, I think half of these could be your kids chunking stuff into the toilet. Right. Um, let's see. One plumber said, I've seen all sorts of weird and wonderful things blocking pipes, everything from chopsticks to lettuce. The food thing is weird to me. I don't understand that. Uh, if you think somebody you're in a relationship with is cheating, these are some tiny red flags. We do stuff like this a lot. Uh, I think it's something everyone can relate to. If you've never been cheated on in your whole life, good for you. Good for you. Just um, wait. Well, that you know. <laughs> yeah, right. right. True. Ugh. 
So here's some of the little red flags. Rick, you've been cheated on. Smoke, you've been cheated on. See if you recognize mm. any of these. I'll work backwards again. There's nothing noticeable. Oh, there's a noticeable change in their spending habits. Nah. They start showering you with gifts. Me? The, the cheatery? No? Yeah, because they want to make up for it, like the guilt. Yeah. Oh, they no, feel that, bad, so they get you stuff, and no, you just I, don't know why. That didn't happen either. Development in new hobbies or interests. Nope. Uh, they get mad when you ask them where they were. Yep. They accuse you of being unfaithful. Yep. They bring their phone everywhere with yep. them. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. My uh, my present wife's uh, husband, cheater, used to go to the bathroom and stuff his phone in his uh, BBDs, uh, you know, band. Yeah. She'd say, "Why are you taking, taking your, your phone, phone to the, the bathroom? bathroom like that?" Because this is back when they didn't have the didn't have internet. It was oh. just a phone, flip phone. Yeah, why would you take that to the yeah, bathroom that's weird. and stick it in your underwear? <laughs> yeah, that seems a little strange. They start changing their wardrobe. Yep. Suddenly become body conscious. Yeah, when yep. they when they care a whole lot more than they usually do about their appearance. Yep. Um, that's usually it could be somebody they work with and they want to start working out and looking spiffy and looking nice and they start dressing up for someone that's not you. Mm-hmm. That's usually a red flag. Number one is intimacy disappears or dies completely. It was already dead. They ain't doing it with you. They're doing it with somebody mm. else. Yeah. And finally, this is a salacious, this is the salacious hour with Aunt Jill. Ready for this? <laughs> yeah. I'm a widower in my 50s with three grown children. This isn't me. I'm reading something. I'm a widower in my 50s with three grown children and many grandchildren. My wife died 10 years ago, and three years ago, I moved into a new house. I hit it off very quickly with my next-door neighbors, Jack and Diane, a married couple in their late 30s with a seven-year-old son. Our relationship soon became sexual, and now we are a three-member couple. What? Their son- Oh, God. Oh. Their son, who I love dearly, has his own bedroom at my house and calls me uncle. The problem is, my youngest son recently lost his job, he's in terrible financial straits, and had asked me if him and his wife and his two children can move in with me. Holy crap! I haven't told any of them about my unconventional relationship. My wife and I had a very happy marriage, and we raised our children in a normal, loving home, yet when I met the couple that I'm with now, everything seemed to flow so naturally that I didn't give it a second thought until now. Turning away my son in his time of need isn't an option, but breaking off my relationship isn't an option either. Should I keep the whole thing under wraps while my son and his family are here. Um, yeah, I wouldn't say anything, bud. Can't you just not get busy with the neighbors for a second? Jack and Diane think I should be up front and tell my son, but then everybody would know about this. And maybe he does it in a song. Little I'm, Diddy. I'm still curious, though, how it works, because, I mean, at some point, your dingling has to touch some something you don't want to. Or you're just very careful. Or has he gone, like, by? No, he's, yeah, he's in a relationship with both of them. No, it's I, not like a... Oh, he doesn't, like, duct tape the middle of the bed and be like, I'll be on this side, you'll be couple. on that side. She plays both sides. That's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like they're all in one. It's not uh, like a... Really? It's not like a, I'm straight, I don't touch you, and you let me be uh, with your wife. I think it's a whole three-person thing. But the thing that got me was, you know, Valentine's Day is right around the corner. How do you buy a present? Do you oh, buy one for both of them? Yeah, do you want to buy in a something? Thruple, what do you do? Yeah, how do you do that? This Valentine's Day, say I love you, I love you too, and I love you as well with the FTD consensual non-monogamous polyamorous Valentine's bouquet. I was so excited to get flowers from my husband's boyfriend's wife. Just enter all your lovers' names and addresses, and we'll send each and every one of them a bouquet. Being in multiple non-hierarchical romances can be confusing, but FTD made it easy. Like me. Plus, the more lovers you have, 
the more you'll save with bulk discounts. Practicing polyfidelity with dozens of partners gets expensive around Valentine's, but not this year. Let everyone in your thruple or quad know you care with the FTD Consensual Non-Monogamous Polyamorous Valentine's Bouquet. I just received three of them. Save now with promo code STD. Or I mean FTD. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. Are you the stupidest person alive? Stupid news with Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. All right. Uh, Generation Z prefers the self-checkout to the cashiers. Why is that, Why? Jill? What would you think? Wait, what is it? Generation Z prefers uh-huh. the self-checkout kiosk rather than going to a cashier. Why do you think that is? I don't want to have to actually talk to a human. Okay, that's one of the possibilities that they uh, surmised. What What was what was your guess? I mean, yeah, I'd say the same thing. They're afraid to get phone calls. Why? Well, checkout must be terrifying. You're both wrong. According to a new survey by Avery Dennison, 2,000 Americans, all Generation Z, the respondents were asked, why do you like self-checkout? One third of the young shoppers admitted that they shoplift on a regular basis. Whoa. And that's why they cash out at the self checkout. Nearly half of Gen Z respondents said they steal the most expensive item from their cart, while only 37% said they would only lift necessities. But some have said the criminal behavior is means of vindication. This is what they're teaching them in college, okay? Just so you know what you're sending your kid to school for. He went to Stanford to learn how to steal because he's a communist. Um, Here's what one of them said. Quote, we have so many companies that don't care about their customers, only care about making money. So one sticky finger really doesn't matter. Oh, it's sticking it to the man because you shouldn't have to pay for things because you deserve everything because you're entitled? Is that what it is? Yeah, what's that? That's our communist country we live in now. Well, you know what's funny is I actually had this conversation with one of my friends last night. She was telling me, we were gossiping, and she was telling me that one of her daughter's friend's mom, so you know your kids are friends with someone, super rich, millionaire, on the PTA, dresses perfect, super religious, caught shoplifting at Target, and it was like her eighth time. They have her on camera like eight times shoplifting from Target, and I said... She's a millionaire. Why is she shoplifting? She was like, it wasn't about that. It was the thrill of stealing. Yeah, that's what Winona Ryder was all excited about, stealing stuff. Remember, she was a millionaire. Oh, yeah, that's right. The long-asked question about microwaves. Is it safe to stand in front of the microwave microwave oven while it's on? Yeah, because you're just kind of like staring in there looking at your popcorn. An expert, and we know how accurate experts are, Dr. Are Amini, Associate Professor and Chief of Thoracic Radiotherapy at City of Hope National Medical Center says the microwaves are radiation, but they're contained in the microwave. They interact with water molecules in your food. These molecules rub together and create uh, heat. Imagine that. That's so hard to comprehend. Water molecules rub together at high rates of speed and create heat. Science is an enigma, isn't it? God, it just it, to, to, to heat your food. Crazy. Anyway, technically, microwaves do emit electromagnetic radiation, but the doctor says, don't worry about it. They're confined to the microwave. All microwaves are built to seal these waves in. And as soon as you shut the uh, microwave off, it's gone. There's no remnants. Wow. So it's safe to so you stand. can stand there and stare at your food and go, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Put your abdomen right in front of that microwave. <laughs> What kind of unusual items do they find out? I don't know. Wisconsin's Lambeau Field. Here are some of the things they find. What's Wisconsin's Lambeau Field? It's a field where they play football. Oh, okay. 
uh, dentures, passports. Keith Cronin, manager of guest services at the home of the Green Bay Packers, said they have slightly less than 800 items lost each and every month. How do you leave your dentures at the game? Oops, like you're my yelling teeth. and they just pop out and you think, oh, well, I'll go home without them. Do you think it's when they're screaming, touchdown, <laughs> touchdown, and the dentures go flying? Maybe you took them out to eat something and then you forgot to put them back in. I don't Where know. Where are you setting them? Some of the more valuable items are mobile phones, credit cards, and sometimes you find lots of good jewelry. Oh, I didn't even think about the jewelry factor. Somebody walk the around coins. there with a metal detector? Well, I mean, you know, people, there's coins in your couch cushions. I'm sure somebody's back there when the stadium closes, scooping up all the change. A lot of the unusual items include things like a cane, a pair of shoes, a walker, and hearing aids. There was Why a are old folks losing all their stuff at the football game? They're forgetful. There was a similar Drunk. story about what people had left in hotel rooms, Rick, and one of the craziest things was their prosthetic limb. You'd think you'd notice if you didn't have that on your person as you were leaving the hotel. I mean, maybe you don't wear it at the house a lot. I'm walking a little funny. Something's wrong here. The dentures is what gets me. Like, you're at the football game, you're eating your hot dog, your dentures go flying out, and you're like... Oh, well, I got more at the house. I don't know. Aren't those like a custom thing? I don't know. This, so this guy on American Airlines created a big stink. He was in Phoenix, Arizona. They were getting ready to take off. And uh, some of the other, well, this is a Reddit poster who was on that same plane, said, uh, well, she was walking up, you know, as you go down the aisle, yeah. going to your seat. And she noticed this audibly disgruntled man. Yeah, you can tell when someone's pissed off or in a bad mood. You're like, oh, great. She says maybe he's hung over. Maybe he had a rough day. I don't know. But as soon as he sat down, he was grumbling about something under his breath, like effing hell or something. After the majority of passengers had boarded, the man reportedly exclaimed, you thought that was rude. Well, how about this? Take a whiff. <laughs> he proceeded to pass the loudest and biggest smelly fart ever. Oh, Gross. And uh, while it was kind of funny to some people, and I thought it was kind of humorous to overhear, then the aroma hit. The uh, gross behavior uh, was hard to understand, but the smell was intolerable. (laughs) The man who just purposefully farted moments ago decided to loudly and condescendingly say, Hey, everybody, let's just eat the smelliest food possible all the time. What? Because people brought, you could bring your own food onto the plane. So I guess they had food on the plane that he didn't oh. like the smell of. So he was like, well, if I have to smell that, you got to smell this. And he would, he was like purposely farting up and down the aisles on the plane to make people mad. One of the flight attendants intervened and told the transgressor, that's enough. Stop. Did you just soil yourself? They, they, they went back. They were taxiing. They turned the plane around, went back. 30, minute, 30 minutes into the taxiing, they turned the plane back to the gate, and the police came in and removed the smelly farting guy. I know. Can you believe that? <laughs> it did sound a little wet, didn't it? Right at the end. Ooh. <laughs> Hi, folks. Welcome aboard American Airlines Flight 1298. We'd like to welcome all medallion members and all frequent farter members. As we finish up the boarding process, please note whether or not you are in an emergency gas passing row. Yes, this row comes with extra fart room, but it also comes with extra responsibility. If you are unable to assist in the event of an unusually long and smelly toot, please switch seats with somebody in a non-tooting row. Okay, it sounds like we already have a fart emergency. Oxygen masks will be falling from the ceiling to help you escape the foul, pungent odor. We know you have a choice which airline you fly, and you chose the one with a bunch of farts. (laughs) 
The Rick Stacey Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. Another hour of the fun stuff on deck. On 105.9 Sunny FM. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack having fun with a world gone crazy. All right, so, you know, I, uh, I think Trump's a good idea, so I'm a Trumpster, I suppose. I'm one of those MAGA maggots or You're whatever you want to call it. But, um... I'm independent, so uh, you know I look around and I see some people I like, but they don't have a chance in winning. Um, this is what gets Trump in trouble: cringe moments like this, Uh-oh. because it's unnecessary. Just like he criticized Nikki Haley's dress the other day. I, I love the guy. the The problem with Trump is he's not a politician, and the good thing about Trump is he's not, he's a, not politician. a politician. So stuff like this happens every once in a while. And it's just part of the package. So Tim Scott. You know, he was running. He bowed out early. Uh, really nice guy. Uh, very religious. Um, you know, he's got everything going for him. I think in the future he could he could become president someday. I don't think he's I don't think he's out of it totally. It's like Ron DeSantis at some point when he stops listening to consultants, he may have a shot in four years. But Tim Scott dropped out and endorsed Trump. And of course, the you know the, the media followed him around like, how dare you, a black man, endorsing the most racist orange guy in the world. Can we have a reaction for, to Donald yeah, Trump's win tonight, please? Still time to go. We're excited about where we are, but there's still more votes to count. And frankly, we're heading to South Carolina. It's good news. And Nikki Haley's just said that she's staying in the race. What's your reaction to that? See her in South Carolina. You didn't give a, your endorsement, did you? You gave it to Donald Trump instead. Hey, you, you guys, you How did you do that? You're a black man. You, you, you got to vote for the brown people. What did they call him? A multiracial white supremacist or multicultural? Multicultural white supremacist. What does that even mean? It's an oxymoron. These people, dude, I'm telling you, there's no, there's nothing but pure emotion, and the emotion is based on, on fiction, and uh, they glom onto that, and they feel purpose, and then they go out and say stupid crap and other gullible people believe it and then stupidity reigns supreme and all of a sudden we find ourselves where we are right now with a country that's completely deteriorating in every aspect. Mm. So anyway, um, but then again, back to Trump. Trump was after New Hampshire having Tim Scott up there. He had the whole team. He had Tim Scott. He had Ramaswamy. He had, yeah. uh, what's the name, the guy we don't know that well, Bergen Anagunana. Uh-huh. <laughs> so anyway, uh, uncomfortable. Uh, Tim Scott is talking about Trump. Uh, Trump makes this comment about Tim Scott. But you got to understand, Tim Scott's career began when Nikki Haley appointed him to the Senate in 2017 when she was governor of South Carolina. Here we go. Did you ever think that she actually appointed you, Tim? (laughs) And think of it, appointed and you're the senator of his state and he endorsed me. You must really hate her. No, it's uh, it's a shame. It's a shame. Uh oh. I just love you. No, that's that's why he's a great politician. Yeah, he's also boy. His tongue must be raw from doing a little licking. I and know. He wants to be VP in the worst way. Oh, ever. is that it? Oh yeah, you can see it. It's, if he if he opens his eyes, there's little tattoos that say VP. Please oh, notice me. Okay. But it's just like you know, Trump. Really, you have to go there. What? Why? What? Why? 
Why say you really must hate her? Yeah, why, why, yeah, get, why get into that? Man? I mean, it's, you know, she's she already lost. You said it yourself. She lost. She's acting like she won. That was worth a comment. He did the comment. You know, silence says a lot. If he never mentioned her name again, it would probably bode well for him. Now, for once, I don't know if this is Trump doing it. Could be that he actually listened to somebody else. But do you notice his demeanor is a lot more calm and... A lot less of that going on. So that's an improvement. Good do, boy. Do you think he has consultants that are like, okay, you had the round one, no. but here's what we're going to change in round two? With him, it's not, he doesn't have consultants. He doesn't have any, anything like that. He doesn't do focus groups. I think it's some close friend of his said, look, last time, and everything, when you shoot yourself in the foot, you got no feet left. <laughs> Stop doing it. You know, Don't say stupid stuff just because you feel the need. Maybe. And I think he's tried hard not to do it, but he's going to say it. He's going to do something like this again. Well, he speaks his mind. He doesn't have a filter, really. Yeah, which is good. I mean, that's a good thing. It's just I'm trying to just make a point that... I'm not blind to his flaws either. They all have flaws. For God's sakes, we all know. All right. So um, the big deal, whoop-de-doo, here in Florida is that the House voted 106 to 13 yesterday for a bill that would ban kids under 16 from having a social media account. The threat is $10,000 fine. Here's the, uh, I don't know what this. I see the benefit of it. As a legislature and as parents, we have no higher priority than protecting our children. We know that social media companies deploy features that are addictive and content that is harmful. You see, but that's where I square. I'm pretty much with uh, Smokestack as a libertarian on that point. I'm not a libertarian, but I do agree. Stay out of our business. What what is it any of your business Mm -hmm. to get in our business like that? You know what? Better yet, why don't you offer classes on how not to be an asshat parent and actually talk to your kids instead of putting a tablet in front of them? How about that? Ugh. But yeah. no, we have to govern everything. Everything's got to be micromanaged. That's it what, is. Yeah, everything in this world now is just like, what, what were we reading the other day? Canada's got some law that says like you have to have your meat cooked like medium well at the very least at all the restaurants. Well, don't forget, we tried to, uh, what was it, beer here? They tried to limit us to oh, some- yes. no, Canada wanted to do it for like two drinks a week or something. Stay out of our business. Who appointed you God of everything? Well, that's what they want. Yeah, exactly. We need to be in control of everything. You can't be responsible for your own actions. Who will you blame? Because no one likes to blame themselves. Am I right? Yeah. All right. So um, here's just a little story just to emphasize what a disaster the electric vehicle industry has become. This was all propped up only for one reason, to enrich people in government. They're all all invested in it. We all know where the stuff comes from. That's another topic for another day. City of Asheville, North Carolina. Love it there. Very liberal. Little, you know, crack in the mountains. It's gorgeous. It's very... It's Asheville. You ever been there? I've been to Asheville, yeah. Yeah, it's nice. It's a lot of clubs, uh, garage bands playing everywhere, bars, you know, that kind of place. Well, they shelled out millions and millions of dollars to Virtue Signal in 2018. They wanted to get all their school buses to be electric because, you know, Kamala loves electric school buses. I I have a particular fondness, I must tell you, for electric school buses. I love electric school buses. (laughs) No, 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 no. Anyway, so the entire fleet of electric school buses, much like much of the electric vehicles, are now sitting in a parking lot rusting. According to WLOS-TV, uh, three out of uh, 
Three half commission buses are just completely broken down. The software won't work. They have mechanical problems. The other two they have there in that lot don't charge. Uh, one has a broken door that they break. They broke by accident when they first took delivery of the bus, and they can't get a replacement part because they don't make them. Wow! So there's millions and millions of dollars that Asheville spent on these buses, and they're all sitting in a lot. Because this whole thing is just a big, you know. China's uh, geopolitical position on building electric vehicle batteries is tremendously in their favor uh, as opposed to our favor. They have 36% of the world's uh, rare earth minerals needed uh, uh, in their reserves. They own 70% of the extraction capability for rare earth minerals that are used in those batteries. And uh, shockingly, they have 90% of the processing capability in the entire world for making these batteries. And this policy uh, that the Biden administration is pushing is trying to force early entry into the electric vehicle uh, market where the market just isn't built there yet for it. We don't have the market share. We don't have the production capability and we don't have the mining capability anymore. So, yeah, so we, uh, because, you know, we can't have mining in the U.S. We can't do the batteries because that's, you know, I mean, it's, it's, it's insanity. I'm telling you right now, if you sat down, if you were just landed on this planet, you were an un, nonpartisan, unbiased uh, uh, person to come down and just assess the planet and what's going on in our country specifically. You would determine, just by the evidence, if I, I could give you all the evidence, you would determine that Joe Biden works for the Chinese. Mm. Really, with the evidence that's there, oh, that's ridiculous. Really, look at the facts. Look how much money him and his family have made of China. Every time China wants to do something, look at the balloon. That oh, we're just going to let it sit there for a little bit. A balloon that flew over. It's a weather balloon. They knew about it two days going in. You know the whole story. I mean, it goes on and on and on. And yes, if, why the push with electric vehicles? I don't really, I think it's all money. But at the same time, there's got to be some allegiance to China. Because if we, for some reason, people all of a sudden go and acquiesce and say, okay, we'll buy these crappy cars and we'll sit on the side of the road with a dead battery for just for you. It, if we ever do that, China controls our ass. Because they make all the batteries, 90% of them, you heard it right there, all the all the harm and carbon we would cause by the mining in Africa for the elements uh-huh. to make this battery are, are far and above any climate carbon damage we could do. Isn't that crazy? Like, we, I don't know why we build this bubble for ourselves. Because you saw us do it with the, the COVID thing, when they were doing the gain-of-function research. Hey, we're doing stuff here that people don't like and is really bad. We probably shouldn't. Tell you what, we're going to absolve ourselves of any guilt by just not doing it here. We'll just get somebody else to do it in a different spot. That way we don't have to think about it. We don't have to look at it. We just know that it's happening and we get to reap the benefit of that, right? Again, they're banking on the stupidity of the American public. But also and what like- they do is they, they code it with this little sugar coat of climate change. Yeah. You can help the environment. And then they get all those people that are dumb enough to buy the bill of goods that you sold them covering it. With that saying, you're helping the environment. The people go, oh, okay, then I'll get one. China's d- kind of going through a similar thing because they did the same thing. This big push for electric vehicles. The government's handing out, you know, money to like they did to Ford here. They hand out money to all these Chinese car companies saying, hey, you sell this many electric cars, you get the grant for all this money. So the companies would produce the cars and then buy them from themselves with like a different shell company just to get the government money. And they're all just rotting in fields, like giant fields of just... 
endless electric cars. Professor Smokestack, Professor Smokestack, he's full of random tidbits and other useless crap. It's a weird cash grab, but also at the same time, it's a great way to control people because electric cars are a lot easier to control remotely than the gas ones. Have you guys seen Leave the World Behind yet? I haven't watched it, but I've read about it. Mm. Oh, no, I've seen the little... It's the one with Julia Roberts and uh, I forget who else. It's produced by Michelle and Barack Obama, but it's almost like uh, uh, they they uh, address electric vehicles in it. It's almost like a foreshadowing of what they're planning on doing. It talks about if there's a, like a cyber attack and no power, grid's completely down, no television, no internet, no power, no nothing. And one part of the movie that's so eerie is you just see all of these electric vehicles just abandoned. Well, yeah. Can't go nowhere. California woman, speaking of smokestack, California woman who was convicted of killing her boyfriend by stabbing him 108 times during a cannabis-induced psychosis. Well, we just did that survey the other day. It says it can make you crazy. Yeah. I feel like if you're at that point, you've already been crazy. Bryn Spetcher, 33, was sentenced to two years probation. She That's walked it? out. For 108 times? She chopped her boyfriend up, stabbed him 108 times, got out with probation. Yeah, so the How? judge, I was reading a thing about the, the dad of the, the victim, came out and was like, they just gave her a license to kill. She's not being punished at all. She killed my son. That's not, oops, you fell on my knife. That's like a fit of rage 108 times. What's wild is like the court case, like the, the lawyers pleading like, well, they were so stoned and no idea what they're doing. Who cares? Yeah, I'm sorry. If a drunk person runs somebody over in their car. Kills them, then they're still. You don't get two months probation. Exactly. That's vehicular manslaughter at least. Yep. You going to jail. Cops came to her house. She was over the body, covered in blood, stabbed him 108 times, crying next to her boyfriend's body, still gripping okay. the knife. And then the fact that you're she crying, pl- and then she plunged the knife into her throat. <gasps> she <gasps> killed herself. Yeah, no, no, she didn't kill herself. She, oh, she survived. Thing. Yeah, jeez. Yeah. So there you go. You know, <laughs> I, I think if you're at that point, I mean, usually smoking weed will pull you away from that edge. <laughs> Wow. Get them all, lock them up, lock them up, get them all, get them all, lock them up, perverts. Criminals, lock them up, lock them up, criminals, lock them up, get them all, perverts. All right, uh, Smoke, I got an assignment for you when we get off because Mm. it's every day. Uh, Can you just put together a form script that leaves the names, dates, and ages out? Just a form script. Oh, so we, we just have I just a fill easier... in the pervert and uh, and the uh, victim. I can just fill it in. We you know I can memorize the script that way. We don't mm-hmm. have to read you know whole new stuff. There's so many. <sighs> Sanford baseball coach. Is this baseball? What is, coach. what is going on? Arrested last week after being accused of sending lewd messages to an underage girl. That's the Seminole County Sheriff's Office talking. In the arrest report, police say that the coach, Josh Montero, 46, was reported to have started a conversation with the girl via Instagram. Uh, Then he moved it on to uh, more traditional text messaging. Between December 21st and 22nd, Montero sent two photos of his genitalia. What in your right mind makes you think it's okay as a teacher to send that to a student? Or as a person to another person. Nobody wants to see that. It was via text message along with instructions on how and when to delete the photos he had sent. Cops said they contacted Montero's home January 16th, though he wanted to consult with an attorney before speaking with the officers. Ultimately, Montero was taken into custody and faces two counts of sending obscene material to a minor. I'm sorry. If you even put a toe in that 
net pond, mm-hmm. we chop it off. Bye. We've got to have some of that going on. This crap's got to stop. It's every day. Dude, sending your dong out. I'll never get that. They're not photogenic. Now, if I want to go for a quick ride in my boat, I take my dogs, I dump it in the uh, river there at St. John's over by DeBarry, and I go into Lake Monroe. Looks like I'm not going to be able to do that for a while. Why? What happened? Five million gallons of partially treated sewage. Oh. Enough to nearly fill 11 Olympic-sized swimming pools. Oh. Flowed into Mills Creek and Lake Monroe on Saturday after a malfunction at the Sanford Wastewater Treatment Plant. No. No. Yeah. No. Oh, not okay. Man. There's signs posted all over Riverwalk. That's the one they spent a couple million on, that big, long, pretty nice walk, pedestrian trail, bike trail. Warning the public to stay out of the water. There's everywhere! Oh, God. Can you imagine it when you, if you, like, just the smell of being what? around it? Even if you don't smell it, you know, that stuff, like, spreads, right? So you're in your boat, and yeah. you know how sometimes it's a little windy and the water splashes back in your face from the water? Oh, yeah. Oh. And now you're just going to get that nice, Such wafting a- smell. Oh. Such a oh. great day for feces. Ugh. Oh, God. You know, how does that happen? Does anybody get sued? I don't know. You know, because if you pull your camper up on the St. John's River Bridge and get your, you know, poop tube out and just launch it over the side <laughs> of the bridge there, I'm sure you're getting arrested, right? right? Was so, somebody fired at least? Nothing, no, no, nah, I don't know. Oh, God. Study found the old stereotype that men are better at navigation than women are is absolutely true, but it's not the reason that you think. The research says it's all about how they were raised. The study from the University of Illinois says as kids, boys may have different opportunities to build those navigation skills. So you see, it's not that uh, we're born with an, you know, uh, ancient uh, abilities. You know, we all have that as traits as female and male. We can't discuss that. There is no difference between male and female. Remember that. We're all the same. Everything's the same. Nobody can have. It's equity. Everybody's got a wiener. Everybody can have babies. Everyone's got boobs. We're all the same. So now they're saying that the reason for this is because... Men are allowed to go out as children and play more outside. Well, okay, when I played outside as a boy, I didn't walk six miles to whatever. No. I stayed I would, in my neighborhood. I right. knew it was around the block, and that's it. Right. Yeah, you got this main drag to the railroad tracks, this main drag to this main drag. You stay within the confines of the area. If I uh-huh. see you out there, if somebody else sees you out there and tells me, oh, you're in big trouble. But the study claims that it's because what happened when we were kids... Girls stayed indoors, and see, it's, it's more of that. I was never inside when I was younger, ever. I know. Most girls I know were outside doing Always. double dutch. I mean, that's what they were doing outside in Queens, <laughs> with the jump ropes and we everything. We rode our bikes down the block. You could tell where we were, because all of our bikes were in the same yard. We were so all this, playing around. And my wife will admit it openly. I, I'll get in the car with her, and she'll put the nav on. We're going to the diner. We've owned it for eight years. <laughs> she, she says, oh, it's just for the time. I mean, I go, I even if you had the, even if it was the time, you kind of know after eight years what time it is and where you're going. I no. mean, I'd, I'll admit I get, I could get lost in a paper bag. I got to use GPS for the majority. I don't have to use it to get to really? work, obviously. But uh, yeah, if I'm going somewhere, not if to, you had to go to Universal right now. No, I could totally do that. Okay. Universal Disney places I go regularly. It's like totally fine. Disney Springs, whatever. I if could you had get to go to there. the airport right now. From here, yeah. Hmm. 
<laughs> it's stuff Rick finds while surfing on the internet. On the internet. Oh, yeah. On the internet. He may spend too much time on the internet. But he finds something strange and new each day. All right. First cut is Rob Schneider. Hey, you can Love him. do it. This you can is, do it. Rob Schneider's become quite the, uh, you know, I don't know. What do you call it? He's very outspoken lately. That's for sure. Here yeah. he is. Everything the Democrats and their allies in big tech and the liberal media warned you about Trump, all their fear mongering was not a warning at all, but a roadmap for what they intended to do when they regained power. To subvert our democratic republic in every way possible, from opening up our borders to censoring anyone who opposed their dictates, imprisoning political dissidents, and using the Justice Department as a weapon against political opponents, and pushing the world closer to World War III. Not to sound like a sermon, but I am not afraid to mention God. I know. Thank you. I... I knew I was on the right track when I was attacked for saying I must put God, my family, and my country before my career. Thank you. For saying I want my children to have the same opportunities to flourish in the greatest experiment in freedom in human history, the United States of America, I was ridiculed. I take that as a badge of honor. All right, there you go. Now, uh, on The View, they had uh, Pepe Le Pew, who I referred to Oh, as- God, they had her on The View. That's too much crazy yeah. for one show. Yeah, that's, of course, we're talking about Karine Jean-Pierre, the White House spokesperson, who you know. I'm a historic figure, and right. I certainly walk in history every day. So that she walked her history right into The View and sat her historic ass down, <laughs> and uh, they spoke to her. Now, there's this guy. He's only known by Indian guy. Oh, he's the best. Tell everybody what he does. So he's on TikTok, and what he'll do, I mean, his Photoshop skills are amazing. amazing. Well, it's, it's, it's video uh, video skills. but So yeah. he'll insert himself mm-hmm. into different sets, whether it be a talk show or a movie or a news program. So you'll see people sitting behind a desk like you do at The View, and he'll insert himself in, and you'll see him like looking at one direction and then looking back in the other while people talk, and then he comments on what they say. In this particular segment, he extends. This is how talented this guy as you see the view and you see the set behind him every set has those backdrops and they change them seasonally right he actually somehow copied the back so he looks like he's sitting right there with him of it's course you great. never see him together no no and uh, except for the beginning so but he's sitting right there with him and when they're talking he interjects and it looks like he's actually oh, there wow. and this is how it went with yeah, his edits are brilliant look it, at yeah. that it's amazing when the president got into the white house we all know that the economy was at a tailspin and the president came in and had to fix that because Obviously, the last administration did not have a comprehensive plan, and so we had to come in and do that. So what the president has done to make sure that the economy gets back on its feet, and gas by a dollar and 77 cents since its peak. Remember, Putin's war caused gas prices to go up. Katrine, you said a lot of nonsense accompanied with persuasive hand gestures to appear credible. So let's go through this one by one. 90% of the jobs that Biden created were jobs recovered from the pandemic. The economy is not even close to where it was under Trump. Gas prices rose before the Ukraine war, thanks to Biden restricting domestic energy production. Then y'all went on a Putin price hike to mislead the people. So Biden didn't fix anything, and I'm glad this is not a White House press conference, and you can't just get away with the bullshit Justice Pew. (laughs) 
So amazing. While, while he's talking, you could see their reaction. Joy Behar, Whoopi, you could see their reaction. I swear, if you didn't know, you would he, think it was he was a guest. And uh, finally, Smoke, you want to explain this lucky guy? Or should I say uh, unlucky guy? Yeah, this guy, I, I guess this was filmed like the, there's a lady sitting at the gambling table and she's kind of filming it over her shoulder. This drunk guy, I guess, just lost $50,000 at <gasps> Hard Rock in Fort Lauderdale. Oh. Yeah. And he's having a meltdown. All right. The media didn't cover that, sir. <laughs> and your friend and all the people that came here and anybody else who wants to see me right now, I do not give a f- Morning Show on Instagram at the Rick Stacy Morning Show. Rick, Jill, and Smokestack. Having fun with the world gone crazy. Brought to you by All Electric Services. So if you look down at your arm, whether it's dark or light, everybody tends to have arm hair unless you shave it off. I'm looking at mine now. I hardly have any. That's weird. I feel like when I was younger, I had a lot of arm hair. This woman in California just broke the record for the longest arm hair on a woman. I saw that yesterday. It was crazy. Did you see Is her it? arms? It's just one hair on her right arm. I thought it was going to be her yeah, it, whole arm. It's like you pull that and she's going to unravel like a sweater. It's just one hair that refuses to stop growing. And uh, I think they measured it and it's 7.24 inches long. Dude, how do you just resist one the weird urge hair. to pull Oh, that? I'd have to. I feel like I'd have to pull it. I, I, I'll get them like random ones on it. my neck. Oh get my those God. Lips? It's one of those white ones. Yeah. You know yeah. something? You, uh, I, I, it happens to me once in a while. I'll, uh, you know. Clean, do the ear thing with uh-huh. you know, get the little black hairs that you grow. Find sometimes. one long, really witchy gray I, hair. No, but then the next, the very next day, there'll be a three-inch hair. I'm like, yeah. wait a minute, where'd this, that come from? I gotta put a camera up to watch it start growing out of my ear oh, overnight. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to see the time lapse of those because just, dude, what is that? Maybe there's some science thing we can, you know, it can discover and we cure baldness. Yeah, I'll get goes? about the side of my neck. It'd be like three inches long. You're like, where the hell did this come from? I know <laughs> it's weird, isn't it? Or it'll grow on your chin. Or on your, your cheek, she? on your face. Yeah, I'll get once in a blue moon, I'll get this white hair that all of a sudden out of nowhere appears overnight. Really? Yeah, and then you pull it and it hurts. Yeah, because it's like big white hair, just like her. That is big. That's long. I only get them in my head, like with the, when you get gray hair, and they're that's never they're same. never like the soft curl of your regular no. hair. They're all like wiry and crazy. Yeah, yeah. look at that. And that, that looks nuts? like a spider web. Maybe we were spiders instead of they thought we came from from gorillas and stuff. Well, I mean, we, I'm sure we were furrier at a certain point. She yeah. discovered it 12 years ago in junior high. She's in her late 20s now. So she says it's accidentally been plucked a few times. So now she's stuck with it and has been trying to make it grow to see if she could actually break the record. What goes through your brain when you're like, I got this weird hair. Maybe I can do something with that. What do you, what do you get for that? You get a few clicks? What, 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 what? If you're Guinness, do you get money for breaking a Guinness record or do you just go in the book? I think you go in the book. That's it. I don't think you get guy anything. with the green jacket comes out, measures it for you and writes that, it on a no, clipboard. No, no, no. That's, that's, that's the uh, golf 
thing in Atlanta. Oh, but Guinness, they have like they have a blue these, jacket. Oh, they have a blue jacket. Yeah. Okay, and a clipboard and a little patch. This says Guinness something recorder. Have of you ever official. been part of anything that's a Guinness record? Yeah, yeah, they did that thing with the Sunny's barbecue we did down in Winter Park. We did. Oh, the, yeah, yeah. They were the big, biggest sandwich, biggest uh-huh. pork sandwich. Gotcha. What a waste of food. I was part of one. It was the uh, largest amount of people to gather to do the Mexican hat dance on Cinco de Mayo. Oh, did you win? I don't think so. I mean, no. it was blocks of people that were doing it. It was it was pretty large. Keep track of that. He you stood keep up on one of those the whole time while the guy walks from block to yeah. block. He was All up right. on a scaffolding, like you would. You know when you start uh, a race sometimes, and it's got the scaffolding that goes over the street, and it's oh, the, and so he was up on one of those things. Gentlemen, start your hat dance. Yeah. <laughs> oh damn. Uh, the passwords most at risk of becoming compromised. How many of these are Ricks? You're not. Rick has the worst passwords. No, I don't. I got no, good they're, ones. They're funny and they're good. Like they're hard to figure out. But then once you get them, you're like, "This is your password." You're not supposed <laughs> to use your date of birth, names of people close to you, sports teams, cities, or food. I don't do any. No, of those. no. Ricks are like butthead seven. <laughs> so, here's the ones. Obviously, one, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Admin. A lot of people use that. Uh, QWERTY, which is right on the keyboard, the Q W E R T Y, just on the one side. Asshat twenty nine. Yeah, what? that's what I. Something like that. I've, uh, added, I've added a third word to it though. One 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 one. It's like what movie is that? Uh, couples retreat, where his alarm goes off and they call him. They're like, Are "You okay?" And he has to give his code word, and he's like, "Astastic." They're like, "What?" And he's like, "Astastic is my code word." <laughs> password, of course. Welcome, and then password with the A as the at sign. Oh yeah. And then the O as a zero. I love my password because somebody called me from corporate, and you got to remember back just when I started here, uh, my password was uh, and in long form F Obama. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. <laughs> 20, 2019, something like that. And yeah, you know my email got compromised, so I had to call corporate. He goes, "What's your password?" <laughs> How and did I, he take and that? I spelt it. You know, lots of quiet pauses. Right. Mm. I spelt it for him. I see. Okay. Yeah, because you know, I mean, but that's what I live for. I know. It's an, it's entertainment for you, and that's all that matters. <laughs> that's right. Um, I know someone that had the password incorrect, so when it's wrong, it's like your pa- remind you what your password is. Your password is incorrect. <laughs> so they'll always that's remember funny. what it is. Pants full of crap, 87. <laughs> I couldn't Ooh, do this at 47. I don't know how this woman is doing it at 99 years old, and I swim every day. Okay. I haven't swam in like a month because of the weather. I finally started swimming again yesterday, and I was like a big, fat, it? floaty manatee going slow as a damn snail, <laughs> but I got in there. <laughs> Were the tourists watching? Oh, my God. It was so hard. I'm like, oh, my God, you think, I'd never, drowning. <laughs> you think I'd never swam before in my life? It's so hard when you get back into it. The water's just so thick. <laughs> <laughs> Betty Brussel is 99 years old. Betty She's Brussel? A, yes, that's her name. I'm Betty Brussel. She's Canadian. She broke three world records in the 100 to 104-year-old age category. Why is there a category of 100 to 104-year-old people? Um, During a swim meet in British Columbia, she set new records in the 400-meter freestyle, the 50-meter backstroke. Backstroke's so hard, I can't do backstroke. And the 50-meter breaststroke. Um, She's from Holland, but yeah, she took up competitive swimming in her mid-60s. She's now 99 and just broke three world records at oh, age 99. Oh it's God. easy on the skeleton. That makes sense. I well, mean, that's, that's inspirational, I for real. I also just read something else, um, and I was like, well, that's beneficial. Swimming in cooler waters, um, and that's why a lot of older women will take up swimming, according to this article that I saw, can help um, ease 
easy isn't the word they used, uh, suppress your menopause symptoms. Really? So that's beneficial if you're perimenopausal or going through menopause. Yeah. Rick, shut up. Don't hold all jokes. No, I mean, I know that's why you started swimming, but that's okay. I mean, I, the swimming, you know, as an old person makes good sense. I get that. Dude, that's all that's at the pool. Like, it's me and my mom. My mom, she's 77. She swims with me every day. Um, and then most of the people that are there swimming laps are older people. Really? It's easier on your joints and you can do a lot. But I got to tell you, there's this one lady. Holy cow. She, from the neck up, you can tell she's an older woman. She has a swim cap on and you talk to her in the water and you chat. Sometimes we'll chat with people and my husband always makes fun of me. He's like, you going in the pool to talk with the elders? Because they're all like 80 plus. And um, she gets out of the water from the neck down, 30 year old body. Really? Her skin is nice and tight. She's muscular. It's like smooth skin. I'm like, hot damn your figure. Because she swims every single day. Her figure is unbelievable. So you're going down to the pool to hit on old women? No. Wow. And her form, <laughs> when she swims, she glides. like a, she gl- it's, She's a beautiful swimmer. You know how there's this other guy that swims there. We call him Slappy because he's like, and it just flashes <laughs> and it's everywhere. It's like, oh Slappy. my God. <laughs> it's like one of the old boats with the spinning wheel that just kind of smacks the water to oh propel God. itself. It's the worst ever. And those stories, I mean, it, like you said, it's really inspirational to hear somebody that old like, Setting the record and doing it. Yeah. It also makes you feel like, gosh, what did I do? Lazy sack of crap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, big slug, greasy <laughs> slug. Well, after I had Elliot, I tried to be the lady that was like, as soon as the doctor gives me the go ahead, I'm going to start working out again, right? Yeah, right. So I started doing CrossFit, big mistake, with my friend at six <laughs> weeks post baby. So you're trying to like move one of those giant truck tires? No, we had to. Your first thing you have to do before class starts is run around the block. So I'm running, and I kid you not, this old man, hunched over, gray hair, was lapping me. Like he, I'm like, Jill, just be fast. All you have to do is be faster than the old man. You don't have to be the fastest in the whole group. Just be faster than the old man. And I was like. You're running around the block, and you just like get in your car. And just God, it was, I never went back. So halfway, you never went back? I didn't go back to that class. Oh, I was wow. done after that one. Yeah. It was too hard. Uh, speaking of Canada, we were talking about earlier, this, uh, I forget what it's called. I'm trying to find the name. I think it's in a it's a it's a restaurant within a hotel. I think it's a Hilton hotel. Yeah. This guy went in and he was going to order a cheeseburger, like you do at any hotel restaurant. You go and let's get something to eat. So he ordered his burger medium, and the waiter uh, came over and hands him a release form, and he's like, "What's this for?" She said, "Because you're getting your burger medium. This you have to sign this so that you can't sue us if you get sick from the meat not being cooked all the way through." Oh That's God! That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. That's a thing in Canada. I didn't know that. Did Canada is ridiculous, man. Yeah, they're gonna tell you how you have to eat your burger. Uh huh. But I mean, you can have it that way. You just have to sign a waiver that says you're not gonna sue them. What is wrong with people? Ready for a dining experience unlike any other? Then come to Chez Weaver, where all of our decadent dishes come with a waiver to sign. Welcome to the Chez Weaver. Would you like to hear the specials? Oh, sure. We have a delicious beef wellington. Please sign this waiver saying you will cut the beef into very small pieces so you won't choke. Okay. And you have your choice of carrots or broccoli. Please sign this waiver saying you won't shove the carrots into your ear, perforating your eardrum and causing a brain and your all righty. And for dessert, we have a flaming baked Alaska. Please sign this waiver saying that any damage caused by the flames is your responsibility, and we are not liable for any injury. Gotcha. The Shea Verre. You know, I think I'm just going to start off with some water. Sign this waiver saying you won't drown. Book your reservation today. I know. It's crazy, right? Crazy talk. <laughs> 
You know, it's just easier to call you stupid. Now, stupid news on the Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Spokestag. All right, here we go. Uh, you want to give me that music I want? Smoke. Turn it up. All right, here we go. A Georgia man who was arrested. Here's what he was doing. His name is Sean Brown. He was seen walking in the middle of the road last week and disrupting traffic, according to Fox 5 Atlanta. When Marietta police officers approached him and tried to speak with him, he pulled out a metal badge with the words special police. Special police. He told the officers, hey, you're under arrest for assaulting an officer, officer. Oh, wow. How'd that go? <laughs> Not very well. Uh, he was wrestled down to the ground and arrested. My <laughs> officer, whatever do you mean? For displaying, for impersonating a cop. Yeah, those stories always get me because it's like some dweeb that he's like, my shirt says security and my badge says FBI. My car says special cops. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, no. Who's, who's pulling over for you? Okay. You got another little uh, Law & Order music? Uh, I think I do, actually. Police allegedly proved a convicted flasher in the UK had violated a stalking protection order, restraining order, by putting his atrocious spelling habits to the test. Uh-oh. In the criminal justice system, some crimes are riddled with spelling mistakes. <laughs> Gary Young, 48, has been ordered to cease all contact with his ex-girlfriend. But when she blocked him on Facebook, he tried to reach her via a different pseudonym. Yikes. She uh, made a new account under a different name. Uh, the woman said she immediately recognized Young's writing style, pointing out his spelling of a variety of things, including the nearby county, as one damning piece of evidence. Instead of spelling the county Somerset, S-O-M-E-R-S-E-T, he spelt it Summerest. <laughs> All right, to verify they had nabbed the correct suspect, police asked Young to spell the country again, or the county again. As the suspect did, he used the same spelling as the Facebook user who said that was him. Prosecutors claim Young used an account by the name of Mary Montgomery to contact his ex, which is a violation of the restraining order. <sighs> Twelve more months in prison. Prison, P-R-I-S-O-N. <laughs> the men and women that investigate these grammar-laden crimes are part of a special unit. The special grammar unit. Oh, boy. All right, let's see what we got here. Produced F by Dick Wolf. Five worst things that a woman can say to you. Uh-oh. Oh, is, is fine on there? No. Yeah, yeah, it is. You, yeah, you did. Oh. It's never fine. Never, ever. How many comedians have used that as a joke? If she says it's fine, you better be preparing a whole PowerPoint presentation in your head. Defending yourself. Yeah. Jill, you're in that club. What's up with that? I don't know. I think we just don't feel like talking about it. So we're like, fine, whatever. No, no, yeah. it's fine. No, it's they've fine. weaponized those two words because it's like, for instance, uh, my wife will say something like, um, you know, my hands will be full of, I don't know, cat litter, uh, urine rags, whatever. I'm walking out the door. Hey, can you get this from my car? Uh, don't you see what I'm doing? Fine. It's no, fine. I'll, I'll get it. Myself. Fine. fine. No, I just got to set this down. No, no, it's fine. It's fine. Do whatever you're doing. Just fine. I'm not important. It's fine. How about this one? Got this one in high school a lot. Um, we should just be friends. Oh, oh my gosh. gosh. I was the queen of friend zone. Yeah. <laughs> Chill. No, I was the one put in the friend zone. I, all, oh, the, all the cute well, boys and all the sports, they were all friends with me because I was funny. And then they'd go date the hussy. And I'm like, great, thanks. And you hang out with a lot of gay guys. It's... In high school, none of them were gay. Well, oh, they wow. might be now. They weren't then. <laughs> um, it's it's the perfect size. 
Stop it. Oh, no. That's a rough one. The worst one, though, is, because you know what's coming. Anytime anybody ever says to you, um, hey, can we talk? What do you that's sit, the sit, worst. Why do you sit down right here? I don't think that's specific to men. I think that's an overall general. Oh, yeah. Your yeah. heart sinks when you hear, we need to talk, or but, can we talk? It's like, oh, okay. When men do it, though, they're ready oh, yeah. to talk right now. When and, women do it, they're like, hey, we need to talk. So when you get home from work today, yeah, let's do that. We, and then all day, you're sitting there going, what do we talking about what is it what did i do what did i and you're ruminating over it. you can't get anything done nobody can get your attention you're just absorbed in what could it possibly be and in the back of your brain you're hearing dead man walking no i've said to people before i've had a yeah. guy text me an old person i was de- like way back in the day that i was dating and we weren't like super serious but he was like we need to talk and i'm like just go ahead and break up with me now it's fine just text me i don't care i don't have time later and he's like i wanted we to talk up? to you about cool. your long distance have a good service, one have a good one sure <laughs> You sound like a dude. That's why you were the friend. <laughs> I just didn't have time for a lot of BS. I was a busy girl. You know, it's like, Jill, you look so hot tonight. Guy, I just squeezed my boob ready. Get it over with. Yeah, jeez. Wait, try to wine and dine me right now. Jeez, all right. What do you want? I know what you want. Let's just do it and get it over with. That was not what I was like at all. Ugh. <laughs> uh. All right, finally, the fun-loving, happy people over at PETA that wake up miserable every morning thinking of what they can go after oh, today. Oh, they're trying to save the aminals. From uh, who? Jeez. I mean, it's just once a year, PETA people. Just once a year. He doesn't look miserable. He looks like he's just a little drunk from his hibernation. He's fine. Look how well-fed he is. But, you know, every year they got to come out and say, we got to do something about Ponsatani. We can't have his manimal abused by all these people in top hats. Well, they don't parade him through the town and have people throw t- tomatoes at him like it's the middle ages you know they pull him out and he wears a top hat it's cute yeah well they say that we should replace punks and tawny phil with a large coin yeah i saw that wow i'm sure people are going to gather from everywhere in the world to come to punks and tawny pennsylvania to see somebody flip a large coin this is pitiful a thousand people freezing their butts off waiting to worship a rat what a hype Sounded <laughs> like they used to mean something in this town. They used to pull the hog out and they used to eat it. You're hypocrites, all of you. That's right. That's right. PETA is pushing to change the holiday. Ultimately, they want to replace the furry forecaster with a gold coin. Yeah, it's the biggest news there. It's all over the news in Pennsylvania. <sighs> oh, it's coming up on. in just a few weeks and people are upset. Yeah. Now the coin's lame. The little guy's fun. It's not as fun. Well, maybe what they do is they do the coin, and then instead of serving hot dogs and hot chocolate, maybe they should do something else. This year, Punxsutawney Phil will be replaced by a giant coin, which will be flipped to find out if we'll have an early spring. So this Groundhog Day, before the coin flip, don't ask where the groundhog is. Ask how many groundhog burgers you want. (laughs) Introducing Punxsutawney Phil's Groundhog Burger, right next to the former and now burned-out home of Punxsutawney Phil, the world-famous groundhog. Wow, these groundhog burgers taste way better than your average Roadkill Groundhog. This is cooked. <laughs> and at Punxsutawney Phil's Groundhog Burger, all of our groundhog patties are made from freshly ground groundhog. While they're flipping the animal product-free non-denominational ceremonial coin, we're flipping flame-singed, PETA-rescued, hand-raised groundhog burgers. Later on the day, when I crack this groundhog burger out, if the poop casts a shadow, spring is right around the corner. But <laughs> if it's all mushy, it's six more weeks of winter. Oh. I can't wait to find out. Give me my groundhog burger. Get out 
out of your burrow and bring the whole family down to Punxsutawney Phil's Groundhog Burger off the Pennsylvania Pike out of Pittsburgh in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. Only open February 2nd. The station is about sex, violence, and the weather. The Rick Stacy Morning Show with Jill and Smokestack. I like that. On 105.9 Sunny FM. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Today's episode is sponsored by NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Get your head in the financial game with smart investing and budgeting tips straight from the nerds. NerdWallet's experts will set future you up for success with dependable fact-based insights. No financial misinformation allowed. Learn how to save on your summer vacation. Find your next credit card or loan for a big purchase and invest in your next index fund. Make smarter decisions in 2024. Follow NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast on your favorite podcast app. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors.